magic lens. You are now listening to the best, best friends podcast in the world. guest today um you, you know you see on uh, on the video here it's just uh, myself and, and our guest and uh um dan i, I don't know I, I think that uh i think that covid kind of got the best of them and doing all the the skypes um kind of took a toll on them um so you know uh, i'll introduce myself i am uh i am your host tom uh aka crispy christopherson is what I'm going with this week. Um, so I'm not joined by anybody except our guest today, except for what? Oh my God. Oh my God. Kang. He's here. He's here. Oh my God. My God. He's in the building. Oh my God. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Can we get a hell yeah? Dan is hell yeah. Dan is back <laughs> live. I'm full, back in man. Full on live. Oh, uh, this is awesome. Yeah. This feels like home. So that is, uh, that is the roars word rattlesnake, uh, Dan Ooh, Herb. I like that. You like that one? Oh yeah. I think we're going to keep that. <laughs> you're not going to keep it. You're not going to interchange like me. Oh no. I, I'm keeping the roars <laughs> Ford rattlesnake now. Uh, all right. That's what I, idea, man. Um, <laughs> that's why you man, that's why you man the uh, wheel there, sir. Yeah, man. Um, all right. So we are joined this week by, uh, a, a guest that, uh, I don't know if, if, if people definitely know about him. Yeah. Uh, we, 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 uh, he came on our radar when we started, I guess, you know, going into, uh, the New Jersey craft beer scene. And um, I mean, I was impressed by what I was seeing. I mean, yeah. and just what everybody was saying in general. I mean, it's, he just sounds just sounds so hot right now, Tom. Yeah, he. Uh, we we did we we got a we got a special drop for you. Hansel, so hot right now. Hansel. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were paying attention to the craft beer uh, Instagram world at all this week, uh, you'll know our guest. His name is Harry Peck, but you would know him on Instagram as xbeernj underscore nj. Sorry, or xbeermental. So Harry, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So, um, yeah, man, you kind of, I don't know if it's just because you put out your, your shipment this week or what, but like our whole, like everything about Instagram, our whole Instagram feed was like our friends, their, their posts, their stories were all like, Oh, check out this experimental beer I'm drinking. You know, I'm drinking, uh, brine, 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 or, or, uh, like balding Eagle or Havanagila. You know, everyone's drinking some experimental beer. So, man, for a home brewer, you're blowing up. You know, it, honestly, it's uh, Instagram's made it so easy to get your beer out there now. 
And um, I'm kind of at a vantage right now being a home brewer because I can ship my beer everywhere. And uh, unlike most breweries in Jersey that technically can't ship. Um, so it's, it's helped me in spreading the word. And after COVID, I was kind of um, stopped looking for a new location because I want to see how all this works itself out. So uh, what better way than to try to spread the word and get my beer into people's hands? Yeah, man. And you are killing it. And all we can say is... Hansel. So hot right now. So Hansel. hot. <laughs> you, are, you are the Hansel of the the, uh, the homebrew craft beer world right now. Particularly, I guess, in our feed, yeah. too. Like, our Instagram is just all X beer. Oh, yeah, man. And it's all over. Like, I've seen people in... Uh, I've seen people in Florida that have it. People out in California... Like you're all over the country. You're shipping it to wherever it needs to be shipped to. Wherever. Are you shipping any uh, international? We got any Canada beer fans getting your beer? Yeah, I, I got I got uh, one person up in Canada who got got hands on my beer. Oh, that's um, awesome. Was that uh? Yeah. Was that uh? What's her name? Uh, Kayla loves beer. Or uh, what's her name? I, the girl up in Ontario, right? I think I saw. Uh. I think yeah. Uh, she, she's Kayla, in Ontario. Right? No, not Kayla. No, not Kayla. I thought I saw her have a post. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see anybody international, actually. So I was just asking because I wanted to I was curious to see, like, how far the beer ships and uh, see if you've gotten like, is that your only international shipment? Only international. I have gone as far as California. Okay. Um, But yeah, that's my only international so far. Yeah. Dan and I have been really trying to get into like the... uh, the craft beer trading game. And, um, uh, and as we're, as we're, you know, uh, getting a little further out, you know, reaching out to different parts of the country to have guests on as we're growing. Yeah. As we're, as, yeah. Growing. Um, <laughs> we're looking to, you know, be able to ship, uh, PA beers out to people in California or vice versa, mm-hmm. um, to have, cause you know, we, we've had, we, I mean, we've been kind of pigeonholed into the beers that we yeah. have done. I think also like kind of COVID does that for us yeah. too. I mean, there's, I mean we yeah, haven't been able that. to get out much and you know, we, at convenience is key when, yeah. it, when it came to quarantine. So mm-hmm. it's like the places that are the easiest, most accessible have been yeah. really what we've kind of taken advantage of, I guess, with the podcast. Right. I, I mean, we are primarily, uh, a majority, if not almost all of our beers that we've tried have been PA or New Jersey. Yeah. We've, I think we've gotten I, a couple special like additions and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, we did Sculpin from, from California. Yeah. Based on our Dallas guests. point. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do another, we're going to do another California beer today. Um, and then I think that's it really. Yeah, it's right. really well. We've done Virginia um, we last week, Virginia, yeah. so we did. Uh, we had a veil beard. Um, we'll be posting that later on our Instagram. And we did. Um, we, we did the answer, and we did the answer. Yeah. But there's been. I mean, we did so many beers last week that I yeah. have to sit through the podcast just to find the ratings. Oh yeah, just so we can post it. I didn't. <laughs> if you look at our our description from the episode last week, it just says beers coming soon. Like, yeah. I forgot. I completely <laughs> forgot what we drank. Your description was like like the smallest paragraph ever because yeah. it's just like that was a lot of beer. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of beer. We uh, we went to uh we have a a buddy out here who runs a, a place called uh, Beer Wall and Pen, <clears throat> and they're basically like a Dave and Buster's of craft beer. Like, uh, <laughs> wow! You, it, it's like you go in and you pour your own beer. Like you get like a card. You get a card that you fill with oh, money, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you just I, put it in. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I've we, seen those. We uh we went out to his place and and uh, did a live podcast out there. So we uh we had a few beers. 
Yeah, we had a we had a designated driver, so it was yeah. nice. <laughs> um, so like uh, like how difficult is it to to get your beers out to different different states? Fuck. Well, for me, it's extremely easy, but for a New Jersey brewery, that's near impossible um, unless you're a higher distributor, which in case they're they're taking like 60 percent off the top. Um, yeah, I mean, Jersey, Jersey's been really tough on craft brewers. Um, I mean, the rules are outrageous. You can talk to anyone who owns a brewery over here. That's like a mafia um, percentage. Really, like I would take 60% yeah, off politics. the top. Yeah. Forget about it. it. It's all politics over here. It has to do with the liquor license and how corrupt that is here. Um, so it's really the big box restaurants versus the craft breweries. And I mean, to, to legally sell your beer, it's only $1,200 a year for a brewer's license. So a bar who has to buy, you know, half a million dollars for a liquor license is saying that's not fair. Right. And so craft beer has really been, a they're trying to pass every law possible to keep people from going to craft breweries, but it's not stopping them. Yeah. We, we, and t- will- <clears throat> we talked to Lee about like uh, how, how dumb the, the whole craft beer system is in New Jersey, the way like you have to, you have to, you can't, you can't drink in the brewery unless you get your education on. Oh yeah. It's like a yep. tour. Yeah, you, so have, you have to take you a tour have to take a tour to drink on, you need on a, site. Yeah. You need a tour. Um, and most recent laws, you can't even promote other businesses. So like they're hitting not just small business craft, but other small businesses. So technically you can't, if you're having a food truck, you can't, you can't put, put it on your social media or anything that you're yeah, having. Yeah, you're not really even supposed to have like local uh, restaurant uh, menus in the place. Like they're trying to hit, they're even saying like, oh, you can only have X amount of TVs at mm. certain sizes. Jeez. Like they're just trying everything. Wow. Yeah, I, they're trying everything and it's not working. Yeah, it, it has to, gonna go. There has to be like a union of like mafia run bars that are just up again, like trying yeah. to keep it's, everybody out of. It's uh, really, it's really the Applebee's, the Chili's, the the big box restaurants. Fucking Chili's, that, man. Yeah, no, it's all those that have all the money and all the lobbyists. They need to sling. They need to sling their Bud Lights and microwave food. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And, We're coming uh, for you, Applebee's. Like, those microwave buffalo wings aren't going to sell themselves, guys. <laughs> we ha- we have a New Jersey Brewers Association here, which I'm a part of, and it's just the, we don't have the money versus these guys. So we do have the lawyers and we have everything, but it's just. It, it, they don't care. Well, There's I, no money behind. I can tell you this, Harry. Pennsylvania would welcome you with our wide open <laughs> Quaker arms. Ah, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, um, you know, we'll we'll get in more about uh, you know uh, about your your home brewing, but uh, let's get into our first beer of the night. Getting um, thirsty. Yeah, I'm getting a little, little getting parched. a little parched here. Yeah. So um, this is going to be the third installment of our. Uh, Summer Crusher series. Um, so, if you haven't tuned into our previous episodes, uh, which come on, you're really missing out. Yeah, um, we have been doing a, a Summer Crusher series, and what a Summer Crusher is is a, a beer that you you want to crush on a hot summer day. You know, you're grilling, mm-hmm. you're yeah. mowing the lawn, you're sitting at the beach, sitting on the porch, on the deck, whatever. You want to be able to throw a couple of these back and, and not feel too bad about it. Um, so 
I'm a big fan of summer crushers. Uh, yeah, so this I, is this is the Tom wheelhouse. Yeah, right I brought here. I brought this idea <laughs> to Dan and was like, "Yeah, we need to do this for for the month of June." Um, so this week's uh, summer crushers, one of my favorites. Um, but before we get into that, um, we will be putting this on our Untapped page. You can follow us on Untapped. Um, if you don't know what Untapped is, it's a social media app for uh, beer. Um, it's an all-inclusive beer uh, social media app. So it's you know it's everything. where us beer snobs come together and exactly. Uh, yeah, sometimes we talk shit on beers. Yeah, we complain we, about haziness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you not get, enough haze in this. Yeah. You get everybody from the homebrewers like Harry up to the Anheuser Bushes of the world. Yeah, you can um, rate a Heineken if you want to. Yeah. I rated or, a, or, or hard seltzers. I rated yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago, I rated a Natter Day. That's a strawberry <laughs> lemonade, natural light. Oh, uh, one one of our uh, one of our questions from the previous uh, live stream was, "What was your rating?" Oh, I don't have my phone on me again. Oh, okay. I think I'll it was like a it. three. I think I went solid three. Ooh, that's a that's a high uh, natural light yeah, rating. I, like that's I, <laughs> I mean, it, it serves its purpose. It's a it's a crushable. It's a good. It's a good. When you think of a natty light shandy, it's pretty good. Oh man, pretty good for it. <laughs> All right, but anyway, you can follow us on Untapped at uh, at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P O D. So if you didn't know, Harry, that's a P.O.D. drop. Uh, uh, And there's going to be several of those throughout the episode. So buckle in. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's what happens when all of your tags end in (laughs) P.O.D. So uh, I'm going to kick it over to Dan. He's going to give us a description of our beer today. All right, guys. So uh, Tom's choice in this beer here because he's the brains behind the operation. Uh, We did 21st Amendments, Hell or High Water Melon. Uh, They are out of San Leandro, California. So another California beer here for us. Uh, so we've got their untapped, uh, description here, which, uh, you know, being a big company like they are, they have a nice description here for it. Like lady Liberty, we stand for independence and perseverance in the pursuit of innovative beer. There is no obstacle too great. No journey too long, no fruit too gigantic. (laughs) This American beer is brewed with real watermelon for a flavor that's surprisingly crisp, dry, and refreshing summer in a can. So this uh, this just speaks to you, Tom. It really does. <laughs> I mean, I love a good summer crusher. I uh, my love started with uh, Bud Light limes on the beach. Limes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of a, a nice fruited summer crusher. Um, so before I get in more into my love and I would go off on a tangent, let's crack these things. All right, give us a countdown All there, right, man. Yeah, three, two, one. Oh yeah, that's nice. All right, so. So uh, what glassware did you pick for us here, Tom? Yeah. So since we're back in the uh, the friend zone here um, together for the first time, Dan and I went in solidarity of uh, we went some stained glass. Uh, I have a Pabst Blue Ribbon uh, stained glass cup. And I've got the champagne of beers here, a Miller High Life yeah. stained glass what's cup. That, uh, what's that glass you got there, Harry? Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Is that an experimental glass? Yeah, you are you are quite the uh, the branding uh, genius here. Yeah, you you <laughs> your shirt. You got the glass. We got. I got the. I got your glass right uh right up on. Wait, there it is. Right up back there. I think it's hiding behind Ludlum. <laughs> but it is properly lit. 
So yeah. I will but, say this. Um, these glasses are hard to pour in. They are. Um, yeah, they don't like I was doing the angle and everything. Yeah. And I've got I've got a ton of head right here. Yeah. And that's not a good thing to say with us being in the room together for the first time in this long. <laughs> well, you know, it's Sunday. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to let this ride a little bit so we can kind of talk about it. So you want to do a, a we'll do a, a can cheers. We'll do a can cheers. All right. So, Harry, to you, Slancha. Oh, man, that was a nice sound and everything. It was mm-hmm. good. All right. So what made you choose this beer, Tom? I discovered this beer a couple years ago and it was on a beach trip, you know, surprise. Um, so when I go on, when I go, I go to CIL every year. And, uh, when I, when I head down there, I go and look for a beer that I want to drink on the beach. Um, and this is when I was getting more into craft beer. So I saw that, you know, 21st amendment, oh, cool craft beer out of California. It's like one of the, one of the meccas of craft beer. Um, I gave it a whirl and I was like, holy shit, this is like a, it's not a, it's not a shandy. It's not a Bud Light lime, which is like mm-hmm. Bud Light with a bunch of lime juice and sugar poured into it. Um, it it's just a very refreshing, uh, I don't even know what it, does it say what it, it is? It's a weed ale. It's a weed ale. It's a weed ale. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a nice, I mean, good clarity for a weed ale. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, just exactly what a summer crusher is i could crush 100 percent. yeah i could crush a six pack of this on the yeah. beach no problem no i agree with you 100 percent about this beer um when you said yeah we are doing the summer crushers and you said hell or high watermelon i immediately said yes 100 percent for this beer um based on the topic but i am gonna come in as a heel on this mm. i do not like this beer mm. 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 so i um it's not the beer though i hate watermelon really i am not a watermelon person really yeah so watermelon is like up there with like celery as like chewing water for me (laughs) so um and my wife like she she caught it right away because she was like what beer are you guys doing this week i said hell or high watermelon she's like you hate watermelon (laughs) and i'm like "I, i do so like that did not deter me from saying yes to this beer because this is a definitive summer crusher beer. Yeah. I mm-hmm. agreed hundred percent. When you said this, I was like, this is a good example of all our listeners here. We don't, you know, sometimes we don't choose beers. We like, right. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about beers based on the topic, the subject and everything. And this beer right here, I just, I mean, it's refreshing. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not a, I'm, I don't like watermelon. It was never a good taste for me. Really? Okay. Um, I don't know. 15 years of friendship. I have, I, have you ever seen me eat watermelon? You know, now that I'm thinking about it, no. Exactly. But I, 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 <laughs> I, I, you know, your your hatred of mayonnaise is well documented. Oh, well documented. Um, but watermelon, I did not know about. I've never, I've just never liked. I, it was such a basic fruit taste for me. Mm. It just never. It was never something I, I, I was, I would search for at a barbecue. If there was like a fruit cocktail thing, um, you know, I was getting the honeydew and the uh, cantaloupe before I was even touching the watermelon. See, I'm, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the opposite. I'm not, I'm not going for those lower end melons. Oh, um, yeah. okay. You know, I like, I like They'll a go nice, on honeydew. No. Yeah, Honeydew's hun- boring. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, even cantaloupe, cantaloupe has a funky taste yeah. to me. 
I, I like, I'm a, I'm a cantaloupe guy. I like cantaloupe, but the, uh, I just don't like watermelon. I just think it's, I don't know what it is. I think it's like the, I like a nice, like it, the, uh, you know, it goes back to, to my beer preference, but I, it's a crispiness to it. You know, I like, like a nice snap of a watermelon. Yeah. I don't like a cantaloupe, which tastes like a, it, it tastes like a ball, up, uh, tastes like balled up wet bread. <laughs> That's what it is. There's like, okay. Okay. Tom. Okay. <laughs> there's no crunch to it. It's just like mush. Yeah. But I mean, I just feel like there's the mouth feels all wrong. The mouthfeel. Oh, you're going to bring mouthfeel into this. Oh gosh. God, the, every time you text me mouthfeel, I just, uh, I get a little bit of get a little uncomfortable. Just a little bit. Of, so Harry, what were your thoughts when we told you we we're going to do this beer? So I've actually been to the brewery out in California. Oh, um, nice. Real cool spot. It's like um, minutes away from uh, AT&T ballpark. So okay. me and my dad go uh, travel to see the Mets all over the place. Okay. So that was the place we hit up. And they actually serve you like with a chunk of watermelon in it. Ugh. And uh, yeah. I got to say, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of watermelon in beers just because a lot of times they're using artificial and like, it's, it's almost like that Jolly Rancher yeah. artificial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I this do. is definitely, definitely one of my favorite watermelon beers out there. Cause like they said, they are using real watermelon puree. So you do, which to me, it, it doesn't come through like crazy <laughs> just cause it's, I feel like it's really hard to do that with watermelon. Especially um, unless you're using artificial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're using a, an actual watermelon puree. Um, it's a very subtle undertone of that. You just get a little bit of that fruited taste, uh, you know, almost on the back end. Don't worry. I can taste it. (laughs) (laughs) Watermelon bloodhound. Yeah. um, I mean, this is what I look for in a fruited beer is like, I don't want, I don't want the beer to be overshadowed by Mm -hmm. the fruit that's added to it, you know? So it's uh, real. And it's it's not too easy to do that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's real easy to throw a thousand pounds of puree in a beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 We discussed that on a couple of our uh, episodes with like, yeah, obviously the hazy IPA craze and everything. Yeah. Um, That's real easy to just like jam a bunch of fruit into a beer. Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing I like about this beer, um, just like watermelon aside, is it's not syrupy. Like a lot of these fruit beers, you get like a syrupiness that kind of like in in your throat as you're like drinking it. It's just like almost like sugar or something. Yeah. Uh, With this, it's like a clean, it's a clean getaway with every sip. I almost get like yep. more, more of like a, almost like a watermelon rind taste to it. I think it's just because of the, the wheat. Tom, the do you milk. like looking at me in the eyes now that I'm in the studio? I, I really he, do. He keeps turning and looking at me and I I'm do. just like, this is like strange because we it, get to lock eyes and discuss beer again. I've spent <laughs> the, I've spent the last, I don't even know how many episodes just staring at my screen. Like. Just every every night, just going to bed like dry eyed, just shutting the Skype off and just putting your hand on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, no, I mean this is, I mean this is like almost like a quintessential summer crusher for me. I would say it is. I would say all around, not like not just. I would say for you, but like I think if you were to survey people with this beer, like over the summer. Or even like do like if it was like samples at a distributor or something, people would be like, yeah, I'm taking this to the beach because yeah. not only are the craft people going to like it, but those people who aren't in the craft beer are oh, going to like this beer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got to say, it was so hard to find it. It, it was really, I, I went to like every craft beer place. 
and I had I found it at like a local like hole in the wall that doesn't carry like any craft beer. Yeah, same here. I actually went really? to a I went to the beer distributor next to Stickman. Oh, Weggies didn't have it. Weggies did not have. Well, I didn't go to Weggies because I try to avoid the uh, that crowd. Is just it's so bad on the weekends. So I was hoping I, I crossed my fingers. Went to Giant. They didn't have it. So I know that beer distributor is right down the street. I'm like, you know what? I guarantee they're going to have a 12 pack there. Hmm. It's a beer distributor and they don't do crap. Well, they do craft very well in by they charge $25 a four pack there. Yeah. Like, dude, there's Stickman there that's upcharged. And like, you can just walk across the street yeah. and get Stickman. Like, well, Stickman is right across the parking lot. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that uh, that distributor is named like Mayor Rizzo beer distributor or something like uh, the de- yeah it was like Parktown yeah, yeah. well I'll, I'll, I'll talk shit on them all day Parktown that place sucks but um. they, 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 they sell they sell a lot of like Keystone Light and like Bush yeah dude it's yeah it, it's uh it's, Co- it's real good old college beer yeah well it's it's, it's like it's a it's a blue collar it's yeah, a it's blue a, collar beer distributor it's a it's more of a I didn't go to college beer type place gotcha. <laughs> yeah but I mean Aside from that, I actually had to search pretty, uh, pretty, like a pretty long time. Actually, it was like on the bottom shelf all the way in the back. It had beer in front of it. I just happened to see the blue you had to, like, of the 12 pack just kind of sticking out a little bit. You picked it up and went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a, uh, this is aged good, like <laughs> two, and, <laughs> two and a half, three years, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I is there a, is there a date on it? <laughs> I think 2000. Two. <laughs> now it says M M I Y O eight. So I hope that's yeah, not the just, year. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's not O eight. <laughs> um, and I just misspelled May May O eight. <laughs> uh, we got the May O eight edition, guys. It's real high now. I mean, it does taste good. It's I mean, as in refreshing, but you know, watermelon for me is Dan. It does taste good. Oh, uh, look at you! Hey. It is is crush are you crushing it over there what, it. what was the name crushing and crushing chris chris no crispy crispy christopherson crispy christopherson yes. okay i like that one yeah uh it's my ode to chris christopherson he's not dead is he <laughs> i don't think so okay i was about to say r.i.p but i'm like i don't think he's dead but no nope. now that we said it he's probably i mean it's 2020 they're taking I think- everybody I think now he's, yeah, now he's dead. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dan, Dan was his, uh, was the, uh, the doomsday on that. Um, <laughs> no, I think Johnny Cash is the only one who's dead from the highwaymen. Chris Christopherson was a highwayman. Yeah. I had no idea he yep. was. Yep. Uh, him, uh, Willie Nelson's still alive, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forget who the other one is. There, there was four of them. I don't even remember. Oh well, it was Cash, Christopherson, Nelson, and I forgot he was. A, I forgot Christopherson. When I always think of Blade Runner whenever I think of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, as far as summer crushers go, this is might be my like quintessential summer crusher. Um, I mean, before you know, now that I've acquired some kind of taste since I, my Bud Light Lime days. Um, <laughs> Um, this is yeah. when he started to refine his palate and stop buying limeys. Started going with yeah. these uh, these melons. I mean, even even Bud Light Lime went from like a like an artificial lime flavor to kind of using like a lime puree, which I'm sure it's not an actual lime puree, but 
a little more of a, a subtle lime Na- taste. Natural flavors or right. something. Yeah. yeah, I can't really tell when I'm shotgunning it if it's natural flavor, <laughs> but <laughs> um, it tastes so natural when I'm jamming my key into it yeah. and cracking it. <laughs> um, I don't know if we're going to do it as our as uh, one of the summer crushers, but another one that I like is a uh, uh, blueberry trail from Lancaster. It's their blueberry lemon shandy. Okay. okay. Shandy's, um, I think it's be- because of the, um, I think it's the, like the fermented sugar or something that's in it. They have a real syrupy kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it. a shandy's half beer, half juice. Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah. um, I actually had that. I took a, a drink of that Ludlum. Actually, I drank this whole can, but yeah. the, the Ludlum, uh, shandy. Yeah. Man, I think I'm, yeah. I think I'm out on shandies. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, like, it's not my thing. Not my thing. Too sweet. I think it's the fermented sugar yeah. or something that's in it because it's very like syrupy. Did you just drop all the way down? Yep. <laughs> yep. He yep. got he got to my level there. Yeah. <laughs> um, there we go. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm I just the sweetness in beers anymore. Like I'm not, I'm not for it. Unless it's like a real like complex style where they're like taking something sweet and throwing it in with something else. Dan, congrats on being the first complex of the of the show. I know. If you were take, if, <laughs> you have a, do you have a counter? No, I was gonna say if we have listeners that are taking prop bets on that, um, <laughs> uh, just yeah. let me know if you won. <laughs> nine, nine times out of ten, it's me that's throwing out complex. Yeah. Um. So. I would. I used to be for a long time. I was a big shandy guy because I didn't really like the taste of beer. Um, so when I found a beer that, uh, was like, uh, like I was real big into like line and cool shandy oh, yeah. and, uh, yep. and, uh, like, uh, what is the, it? The, Sam the Adams porch rocker. What's that? Yeah. That line and Google is like fruity pebbles almost. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so, but now like after having that, I haven't had a shandy in so long Yeah, and having that, uh, the Ludlum one, the Ludlum one, it was just that syrup like it was refreshing when i was at the beach like and i like socked one down real quick but if you let that sit for any amount of time it's just a lot of sugar fermented like sugar it's a like a lot of sugar it's like chugging syrup like super troopers <laughs> do we I, I i do love ludlum though oh yes great great brewery um i had their pale ale um the really long name pale ale that they have there that's like a, it's like a, a full sentence that was good. And the fish, then the fish, fish alley was a banger. Yeah. Fish alley was amazing. Uh, and then there, there, I don't know if you had it, but the thunder jacket, the uh, black and I white, didn't have that one. the black and white milk stout was one of the better stouts I've had. I mean, my favorite Terry's pale ale or whatever it is, just cause obviously it's my yeah, name. Well, obviously. Cause the coffee spot right next door. <laughs> um, so you want to get into ratings? Yeah, let's get into ratings. All right. So, um, Harry, we rate a beer every episode um, and we go off of the untapped rating scale. Uh, I know you're pretty familiar with that. Um, So uh, you can follow us on untapped at best, best friends pod. That's at best, best friends P O D. All right. Um, So Harry, we always let the guests go first. Uh, What are you scoring this and why? Um, I, w- I would say I'd uh, give it a three and a half out of five. Okay. Um, I would say just a based on watermelon. It's definitely one of my favorite watermelon beers. Um, it's more than drinkable. Um, and I think it, it uh, over the years have held up. It's been consistent for me. 
Uh, I think it's just that, like you said, it's a solid summer crusher. Uh, I could drink it all day, not get sick. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, that's the description. What you're but, looking you know, for. Yeah. For me, it's it's not it's not like crazy outstanding, but it's I like a solid how you, beer. I like how you pointed out um, consistent because um, yeah, when a, when a brewery is able to consistently make a beer that just mm-hmm. tastes good every time. That's a showing of long yep. standing yeah. of being a successful brewery and things like that. So we've had a couple people to bring that up. That's like how, you know, you, you get a, you get a brewery that uh, is like a national distributor and you know, they have to make the same beer over and over and over again. It's so hard to nail that consistency every time. The equipment alone and, just to do that. Yeah. Too. Yep. And, and the fact they're using real watermelon. Mm-hmm. You know, that just consistency batch batch is difficult with that if you're using anything real. And it's like if they if they just slightly use more or less watermelon, they completely change the yep. entire flavor of the beer. Correct. Yep. Danny boy. So um I did not want to go too low based on the watermelon for me. Right. Um so I kind of measured it as a uh, summer crusher. Mm-hmm. For this, um, in terms of the crushers, I feel like it, de- it definitely nails that. Um, but I can't like ignore that fact that personally, I probably wouldn't search out a watermelon beer. It's going to be a three for me. Okay, fair enough. Um, so a three as a summer crusher. Yeah, I, I was going to say. I mean, after having, I guess, a couple of the, um, the, the sours and the session sours and stuff that recently have been coming out. I feel like I gravitate more towards that than like the wheat ales. Okay. I've had a couple good wheat ales, but a wheat ales are, I think they're kind of heavy sometimes. Like some of these sours, I, I feel you. like yeah. they're a little bit lighter and I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm crushing them a little bit. Like those ones we had from, uh, flying fish, flying fish. They were, I mean, they went down fast. Like yeah. you're, you're watching me over here. I know that you've been judging me because you're on, <laughs> you're on beer number two and I'm over here just like, yeah, I'm still, I'm still on. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm just going to put it as a, I'm going to put it as a three. I didn't want to go too low based on the watermelon. Um, okay. so yeah, I mean, I, this because not, that's like a personal preference of mine, but I want to like kind of keep it professional as like a wheat beer. This I would, yeah, I would give this a three. Okay. Um, so for me, I, like I said, this is like a quintessential summer beer. Like when it, when it comes to being it's summertime, we're going to the beach or I'm sitting out on the, on the back porch or, you know, mowing the lawn, you know, this is a beer that I could definitely have strapped to my side. You know, it's, <laughs> I could have a cooler of it strapped to the lawnmower, a helmet on top of my head with two of them and going into a straw. I'm not going to say <laughs> that I don't do that. Um, but I'm surprised you haven't yet. That's true. Um, so I mean, for me, yes, it's a great summer crusher. Um, the, like you mentioned before, the, uh, the salt and sea that we had with Al a couple weeks ago really changed my mind a little bit on, you know, summer crushers, what I'm, what I'm looking for. Um, like hell, I, I drank three of those yesterday, putting together furniture for my, my brother-in-law. Yeah. That, Um, and like, I mean, and we started going into the like crispiness of pilsners and lagers, like compared to like a wheat ale, those are like lighter, crispier. I will say crusher style. I will say as far as wheat ales go, this is kind of a lighter, 
Um, it's not as heavy. Um, you can see like right off the clarity, right off the bat. It's, you know, it's not, not super heavy on the wheat. Um, but you know, it, it is, again, it's one of my, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to go and get a summer, uh, like a beach beer, yeah, this is one that I'll, I'll hunt out for. Oh yeah. Um, so for that reason, I would say three, seven, five, three, seven, five. Yeah. All right. So what are we, uh, Dan calculator, Dan, what are we calculator uh, Dan over here? <laughs> I mean, ever since they put a calculator on a smartphone, it's just been, it's been game over for like <laughs> for any, any sort of mental math, any mental math. <laughs> so we're at like a, a 3.416 on this. I am comfortable giving this a 3.5. Yeah. Round up. Round up. I like it. All right. And uh, like we said, you can follow us on uh, untapped at best, best friends pod. That's at best, best friends P O D. You were warned, Harry. <laughs> All right. So uh, while we finish off our uh, our summer beers here, um, so what what made you? What was the what was the drive into getting into home brewing, Harry? So uh, I it was actually in college, uh, like a good amount of brewers actually, but it was in my fraternity house. I started brewing actually with uh, Mister Beer Kit. Which I don't know. I'm sure you've seen those before. Yeah, we we brewed a Mr. Yeah. Beer Kit. We thought we were going to have our yeah. own, our own brewery. I have the artwork on my <laughs> iPad right now. It, 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 it was it was terrible. Like you oh, could, yeah. I couldn't even mm-hmm. drink it. When oh I, yeah, ours, when I made it. I was like, ours was so overly carbonated. It was unbelievable. But we thought yeah, it was I, the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I, and um, being a so I'm a background. I'm a I'm a mechanical engineer. Okay. Um, so I, it was really when I turned 21 was when I started drinking my first craft beers and, you know, those, the major movers, everything from like the ballast points to, uh, I mean, even locally we have a uh, cricket Hill, which uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they've been around um, in New Jersey for like 60 yeah, years. Yeah. It hasn't made it down here for us yet. Yeah. They, they don't distribute really, but they're one of those breweries that stick to their same basic beers they've always been brewing and it works for them. They have the same clientele comes in and they're happy where they're at. And so I started really appreciating what beer could be. Um, and then, uh, I started reading up into some of like the founders of brewing. So like the Sam Koch's, the, uh, dogfish heads and those guys. And it was, it was like really to see how these guys started with the idea of really changing beer for what it was and to me that really hit me and i was like yeah this is awesome they're really beer can really be anything right and it's changed over the years so much so that's where i started to once i graduated i asked for graduation actual more legitimate setup and i started brewing reading up on the history of beer especially in this area jersey has a huge history of beer from all all the germans coming over um to new york and then coming over to jersey places like newark places like patterson they all started hoboken all started these craft breweries from these german immigrants and it was just i really fell in love with the history and then the science too to me yeast is one of the most fantastic like awesome organisms on this planet like the fact that it could just live forever right you keep feeding yeast it'll keep 
living. And that's except for, true. Except for, for when people start panic buying it and you can't find it anywhere. Right. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, supply is different, but you could take that yeast that if, if people were ma- making bread, you could take that yeast and you can continually make that living and keep that starter forever as long as you keep feeding it. Um, and I mean, it was guys like Dogfish that did their uh, Midas Touch series um, where they actually found yeast in uh, King Midas's tomb. What? And reverse, yeah, and reversed engineered that yeast and brought it back to life. So it, to me, that that it's a fascinating creature, um, and that's it's really what I fell in love with. And I think like why I started. Uh, my idea for a brewery was the fact that people don't give yeast the respect it deserves. In my opinion, there's so many hop heads out there, except beer existed before hops did. There was beer before hops oh, yeah, and there still can be before hops. And so Hophead, hops right great, here. but yeast are what make yeast is what makes al- alcohol. Yeah. The fermentation. And, uh, yeah. Yep. And um, to me, I was always fascinated by fermentation, also in food, like the Japanese, thousands of years of fermentation. Um, So so it was really a mix of like cooking and brewing. And I was like, I wanted to take those two and put it together. That's super interesting. Um, And it completely explains your uh, your group beer. Uh, mm-hmm. which I'm yep. very, very eager to get my hands on at some point because, uh, it, 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 it'll come back. But I, so for that, I actually use bread yeast. I don't use, uh, beer yeast. And, uh, the idea of that actually came from the history of fermentation where one of the earliest discoveries of fermentation was after they, well, beer fermentation, I should say, or alcohol fermentation was after they made bread, they left bread out in like water by accident and then they drank that water and it was like oh this is making Party. me feel good like, <laughs> yeah because the bread, Party the water. bread yeah, the this rye water is lit in the air and yeah so that's where i got that idea for the bread ale series so i i have a few of those beers i have a regular sourdough boy a rye bread a bagel and then i have a few more going oh bagel I uh, speak my language. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I feel like and you, you're in the right area to do all that because East Coast water is far superior to uh, West Coast water. We're starting the we're, we're starting the water coast wars, <laughs> yeah. um, um, especially when it comes to, to breads and uh, pizza dough, too. Like, yeah, pizza East dough. Coast pizza is always better than West Coast pizza yeah, with their thin crust, crispy bullshit. Get um, avocados off a of pizza. Yeah, I love avocados, but keep them off a of pizza. Have you ever had a yeah, California it's, bagel? It's it's gross. No, I've never. No, because I would never get one. No, <laughs> junk. Um, yeah. So with the with the sourdough one, did you use a sourdough starter or did you? So I used a. I used a. Uh, they basically make like it's like a cheat starter. Uh, it's like pow. It's like powdered yeast. So it's okay. like they take a starter. And they dehydrate it. So I cheated a little bit because I, I wasn't going to make my own starter. But it's essentially you get that kind of like sourness from the bread in, in the beer. What you could do. Oh, I, idea man. Get, idea um, man over here is bringing suggestions to the yeah. to the professional. Go you, on. You do. You make your own sourdough starter. You break, bake your own sourdough bread with the sourdough beer. Sell them as a companion. Only one doing that, man. Oh, you get a little. Lo- Jersey, though. 
Ah, uh, yeah, you can't sell food as a as a. Beer I could person. give it away. I could give it away. That's true. Yeah, 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 just like a little like a little loaf of bread a, in your box too. You get, like you get the beers and then all of a sudden there's like a loaf of bread a, in there. You get a free it's totally totally illegal. You get a free yeah. loaf of sourdough bread when you buy the sourdough beer. Yeah. Come on, I'll, yeah, I'll take my, up, the pri- up the price of the beer a little bit, and there you go. Yeah, I'll take my ten percent cut whenever you get that going. <laughs> okay. I feel like we keep talking about like yeast, and I feel like like yeast is like like sea monkeys, like they just they they just live forever. You just add water to them, all of a sudden they're like, it's, hey, we're here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you could just keep throwing sugar at yeast, and it'll just keep on. It's crazy what you were saying with like this Midas Touch series from like Dogfish Head. Only yep. a brewery like Dogfish Head could bankroll something like that. Like yeah, when we yeah. found Midas so, Touch. Like yeah. who? But like, that wasn't even before they were like that was before they were huge i mean they're massive yeah. yeah like could you imagine the price tag on that like if you were just the guy who reached out to indiana jones and was like hey um i heard you got this yeast from midas's <laughs> tomb um i know it belongs in a museum but <laughs> is there any is there any uh, <laughs> i know israel just did the same thing with like pots found in some like ancient ruins and they did the same thing reverse engine they found the yeast reverse engineered it and brewed a beer similar to what they think would have been the beer then this is how aliens are going to be created like they're going to be like we made this egg and all of a sudden this thing's going to come out and like attach to their face (laughs) aliens created them this is how they're going to engineer like the alien aliens. No, this is the, how the aliens. It's, this is Jurassic Park. Yeah, this right? is like, well, well, this is like the movie Aliens. They're going to engineer these aliens out of like an organism they find, and all no, of a sudden, all this, gonna, all of this is from the Anunnaki. You, you know. This all right, day. all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're all we're all from the the aliens. Well, that's there. how the aliens came down. If you we're if you, all, if you know the series that. of the movies, man, you'll know the, the simpletons like us are are alien monkey hybrids. Um, but <laughs> uh, here we go. God but now, it. but now you have the elites that are like the lizard people. I shouldn't so. have brought it up. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Harry. Episode two. Go back and listen. To that. <laughs> Epis- oh my god, it's uh, that was episode two, bud. This is episode twenty one. Like I can't even remember episode two right now. It, I know it feels like we're on episode like 450 something. And it's like, I know I go and I type in, I'm like episode 21. This doesn't seem right. <laughs> Let me count one, two, three. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, just talking to you for, you know, I, I've been the one that was, uh, that was talking to you via Instagram. Slide in your DMs. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, you know, Zeppi was the one that, that, uh, brought, brought you up to us, uh, on our, our even before he brought, you up to us he was like posting about your beers and i mean you know it came on our radar i mean that i guess it was the groot and then immediately he started texting us about it and we just i've never heard of a groot i had to like google it immediately i was just like i thought he was just trying to say like fruit ale and he just had like a like a weird like um text issue or something like autocorrect (laughs) i'm like maybe it's maybe it's something else so i had to i had to look it up (laughs) um but yeah it yeah, when he brought it up and I started looking at your beers, I was like, oh, man, this is like right up my alley because I'm definitely a I like to try kind of like try anything once kind of guy. Yeah, I would uh, do for that. the most part. It's like I like, you know, whether I like it or not, I'm going to try it. You know, if it sounds interesting, like, oh, a beet, a red ale with beet. I don't like red ale. I like beets. Yeah. You know, it sounds interesting. I'm going to try it. If I don't like it, I don't like it, but I'm still going to try it. Um, you know, I, I pretty much like try everything once except for, I guess, like gay stuff and sour cream. 
<laughs> I mean, I guess that's where I would draw the line. Yeah, sour, uh, yeah, not a big sour cream, cream guy. Yeah, Ugh. not a big sour cream guy. That's the one thing we can agree on here. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, like, so I, you know, looking into your beers, you're doing like, you know, pickle brine gosas and you know, sourdough beers. Yep. Um, we have a couple interesting ones that we're going to do tonight. Um, you have a, a high ABV. Uh, American lager. Um, man, a lot of, a lot of your beers are talking to me. Uh, so it's like, I, I got really interested in what you're doing. So I felt I needed to reach out to you to get you on here and just talking to you about, you know, some of the beers we talked about doing like how you did the, the Taro Ninja and, uh, you know, the Taro Cream Ale, which is, it sounds amazing. Um, you know, uh, and then talking about, how you like to combine like different cultures and different, different foods yep. into your beer. Um, very interesting. Like very much up my alley. Um, so I mean, where, so what, where do you go from here? You know, what's, what's the next step for you? So, uh, so let, let me step back for a second. So like the whole brewery idea started about two years ago for me. And, uh, it was, uh, I'll tell you, you see it in a lot of my creations and stuff. It's strange and weird. And, and I, I was a little, a little slow to put my beer out there because I was afraid of the reaction that people would have, especially with the way people love New England IPAs and stuff like that nowadays. I thought people would give one look at my beer and go, oh, that's, this, this sounds gross and weird. Your lineup so is very I, I, experimental. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and so... And so I, I waited for like about a year before really starting, you know, perfecting my craft and getting these recipes done and sending them out to people because I saw that for me, at least I was getting extremely bored and I'm not calling or putting a shout out to any brewery because to start a brewery, it costs a lot of money, especially at the size a lot of these are at. And in order to cover your costs, you got to sell beer and a lot of it. And so in order to do that, you've got to push what people like and what people are buying. So I decided that I'm going to start extremely small. And that's why I want to start like Pico, like one barrel to three and a half barrels max, because you can get affordable equipment and I won't have to worry about my overhead so much. And I most likely won't even start with a tapper, just selling strictly cans right out, right out the bat, just pumping yeah. out cans because tap room's great and awesome. And you do make a lot of money in a tap room, but it's, you know, you can spend just as much money on the tap room as the equipment. So if you're dropping a quarter of a million dollars on, equi on equipment, most likely you're dropping a quarter of a million dollars on a tap room to make it look nice. Mm -hmm. um, so my next step, my next move from here is location, which I was looking right before COVID hit. And after COVID now, I want to see how this kind of affects the industry, especially in Jersey, to see if any of these laws change or to see, um, you know, if they're going to start allowing more online sales and stuff like that, because a lot of that was temporary for now. But I think the industry might try to get a lot of those to become permanent. So if they do, that might change my business plan a little bit. So. I'm waiting until come come to Pennsylvania. Probably summer. Come to Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania is thriving just, right now with craft. If, I know, and I, honestly, it's great. Some great stuff in in Pennsylvania and up north by me in Jersey. There isn't 
a boom. Like a lot of people, like even like Zeppi and Leia are saying like, oh, the, the industry is very crowded, but that that's true for South, South Jersey. And like, yeah. South Jersey up North, there really isn't much, you know, there's like four breweries within driving distance of me. Um, but again, you, you go to well, each one and it's the same might thing. Be losing you. What? What happened? I, I just, lo- I think I just lost, uh, uh, your audio? Yeah, I just lost oh. my audio. Is it this? Yeah, it might be. Hold on. All right. Um, no, because yeah, I just yeah, keep going. Yeah, I can still hear him. Oh, you got okay. It? You good? Might no? be made. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, you North Jersey. Like, I can't really, I can't really think of many North Jersey. I mean, you have across the bridge. You have, I mean, Brooklyn is starting to really pop with yeah. breweries. Um, you have too many in, in Manhattan, but then you get up into like upstate New York. Um. So you're kind of like in the center of like the lull there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know if you've heard of places like Bolero. Bolero, oh, yeah. Bolero just opened Snort, up. Yeah. So, so they just opened up all, two awesome guys. They just opened up like a 17,000 wow. square foot facility. Um, and you got and uh, then we Departed have, like, Souls, right? Up there. Departed Souls is in Jersey City. That's not far from me. It's just I pretty much am gonna Uber there because parking's terrible. It's yeah. it's a city. Uh, As a baseball Oaken guy, they had that going. they had that uh, trash can banger beer. Yep. Did you see yep. that? Yeah. Oh man, yeah, hilarious. Uh, they they do their their tap room's cool. It's uh like skater teenage mutant turtle theme. Now you're talking dance uh, language. Yeah, I I've <laughs> I've gone on a deep dive into their Instagram. I'm I'm a huge yeah. fan of them right now. Their, their flights are on like mini skateboards. Like it, it's a what? cool vibe there. Yeah. It'd be cool, cool if they put cool, them on cool. tech decks. <laughs> <laughs> Not roll, that small. Just Not roll, that small. They just roll the pine out on a tech deck. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, yeah. So my, so my next move is to find a location. Um, uh, I'm actually looking in Patterson uh, right now because uh, the history of Patterson is really cool. Yeah. Um, they have really cool old buildings there. And it's truly the first industrial city in America. Um, and they did have some of the, back in the 1800s, had some of the first breweries here. So I thought it would be a cool tie-in. Oh, cool. And property is pretty cheap there. Um, so once this kind of passes a little bit in the next few months, I'm going to start back looking at some locations. Cool. I mean, nice. what, what you were saying is basically going into a, uh, we had a, uh, we had Ethan Buckman from the, the brewmaster from Stickman on and, and name dropping again. Yeah. He just, I, I love name. I'm going to keep a tally on every episode that he mentions that Ethan was on the podcast. Well, I'm just going to keep name dropping until he oh. lets us do a collab. So, so <laughs> I want to, I want to, that's a guy I definitely want to meet. Cause I've heard his take on some of this stuff. And I love that because I fall, I currently started following him on Instagram and I love how he'll go at people. Oh yeah. Yes. I love it so much. That's one of my favorite things about his trolling and his all like the, the names of his beers are all just like tongue in cheek, like rate this poorly. Love his art. I love the whole idea of what he did there when he, you know, it was like, oh, all this stuff is so fancy. Let me just go back to my roots and make this awesome, like stick figure. Yeah, I mean the the cool thing is like he would definitely love your beer. Um, he is not like so not overly not into overly sweet beers. Well, <laughs> not all of his stuff is overly sweet. Well, no, I said yeah. he's not into oh, it yeah, personally. Yeah. yeah, so he um 
he uh when we had him on the show we we told him to pick out a beer for for us to do and he picked out two lagers and we were kind of blown away we we're like man sick man's wheelhouse is ipas they make great juicy dry hopped ipas and um we had him on he talked about it like his background is german brewing really expanded our minds in yeah terms of like the back end of it's, like brewing and everything so yeah for me i never respected a lager as i should have that's why i i actually bought a uh, gl- small glycol chiller from my house so i could start lagering mm-hmm. because really it's one of the first beers ever brewed right it's where beer started yeah. and it's an it's, it's an one ale. of the hardest yeah, it's an it's ale brewed at, brewed at cold temperatures. Correct. Yeah. And it's it's one of the hardest beers to make because if you don't dry hop it or put anything in it, there's nothing for it to hide behind. So any flaws in that beer, you're going to taste. Exactly. Like, well, not not necessarily for like me. Like I don't have I'm not going to say I'm I'm not a Cicerone. I don't have a ridiculous palate, but someone who does have a good palate can pick out all the issues with a lager. When you go to anything that's dry hopped uh, or fruit heavily fruited, you're not going to be able to pick that up because it's going to be dominated by those flavors. So you can brew a very average beer, throw a bunch of stuff in it, and people are going to like it. Not that it's say it's a bad beer, but it's a lot easier to dip. I think we talk about that all the time. Yeah, you can't hide anything with a lager or a pilsner for that Mm -hmm. matter either. No, can't you can't hide behind it. So we and the uh, we talked. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we've, we've talked to multiple people who've said the same thing. You know, you can't hide it. You know, it, the 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 finesse that it takes to to make a good lager or pilsner. Um, the thing like like we had a a, a guy bring up that uh, the whole hop the the new, the whole haze craze is it's kind of bullshit because most of like when you get like good breweries, clarity is king. Like guys buy quarter million what uh what is it centrifuges yeah quarter million dollars centrifuges yep to get that clarity and it, mm-hmm. it, now it's just being all taken over by people who want hazy well, IPAs it's, it's, for well, it's kind of like alchemy it was like the yeah. first New England IPA kind of thing. And yep. they are I mean, they're clear, but I mean, they tell you drink it out of the can. But when if you've ever poured one out, like it's got that clarity to it, um, even with focal banger, too. Yeah. Yeah. Focal banger banger has a, a unbelievable clarity to it. Yeah. And it's crazy when they tell you like drink it out of the can like versus the glass. It's like a game changer. Just drink it out of the can. Like I remember I poured it out the first time just being like, cause I'm always a glass yeah. guy. Oh yeah. And then I, I read it and I was like, Oh, maybe I'll, I'll drink the next one on a can. I was like, I'm never drinking this, not in a can. But, and uh, and I, I was up, I was up there uh, last summer actually. And I was completely surprised that they don't have a tap room. I was like, Oh yeah. It's still really? just like, like cans. For such a big, <laughs> it's just can sales. And it, I was like, Wow. But I mean, with them, like I like most of their other beers over Hetty Topper and Focal Banger. Like, I think they do everything else. Yeah. Oh, better. Beelzebub is one of one of the better uh, stouts that I've had. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that from Al- Alchemist, which is I mean, it's they're dominated by yeah, Hetty Topper and yeah. Focal Banger. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that goes back uh, to like Ethan was telling us, you know, it, it was he prefers, you know, he has a German background and he prefers to do different kinds of beers like lagers and ales. And it's just IPA sell. That's what sells. Like I, like I said, you, you got to cover your costs, right? You gotta, I mean, you gotta think about how many gallons of beer you got to sell to make money. 
and and pushing those out weekly they're easy to push out yeah so they're easy to you could take you could take one base beer and just change the hops and change the name and you can release three beers a week that way exactly and and it works and people like that so yeah, uh, so we're at about an hour. Do you want to take a, a quick break and then we'll get into Harry's beers? Yeah, you want to take a break and we'll prep everything and yeah. we'll come back? Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. Cool. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to take a break, Harry. Um, if you want right. to hit the bathroom or whatever, um, you know, we're five minutes or something. Yeah, we'll do five minutes. But it will be uh, instantaneous to you listening at home. Um, this is the best Best Friends podcast in the world and we will be right back. All right, and we are back. And you guys didn't notice. Um, Not at all. It's like we never left. <laughs> so we're going to get into uh, the beers that everyone's really tuning in for. Uh, we're going to get into the experimental beers. So um, excited for this. Yeah. So the first one that we're going to uh, get into is the Beatdown. Um I love the name. It's yeah. just great. <laughs> I feel like we should. I feel like we should pour it and then we'll talk to Harry about it. You know, get his breakdown of it yeah that's great yeah let's go let's give this a pour all right do you want to give a unison crack over there you want me to do it guys all right i'll count it off go three two one this is what dan's been waiting for i've been waiting to count down 20 20, 21 episodes 21 episodes and i finally got to do the countdown actually pouring it out it's not as red as i thought it was going to be for beats Get a little more head in there. Ooh. I'm getting some sense just over here while he's pouring it. <laughs> I didn't get too much aroma from it. Just a little bit as you were pouring it out. I just getting uh, just a little bit, just a little hint. <clears throat> and that's what I got. Yeah. So, Harry, I'm looking at your. Uh I'm looking at your your shirt there uh, with, with your the the X on your experimental. I'm a size medium, by the way. <laughs> Are you Jewish? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll do a, a little l'chaim. Uh, for, l'chaim. I did slancha for my my Irish half. Now I will do a uh, l'chaim for my Jewish half. You're, you're Jewish, like one sixteenth from twenty three and me. You mean? No, no, <laughs> I am, I am bar mitzvah and all. No, I'm no, talking no, about me. Tom. <laughs> I'm a, I recently found out cause I'm, I'm Irish and Polish and I just found oh, okay. out, just found gotcha. out that I'm uh, I'm part Ashkenazi. Ah, okay. So, l'chaim. Uh, chances were. are, are high, right? It's, yeah. Polish. This is awesome, man. I'm going to cheers you again. Polish. There you go. <laughs> I'm not, oh man, this is, this is good. I am not getting like too overpowered with the beats, which is like, I, I, I kind of thought that with the name, but this so, is like, this is great. So the cool thing about beats is like the, the, um, the amount of uh, ways that you can prepare them and, mm-hmm. you know, you could have them be that, like, uh, that earthy flavor, which I, I'm getting kind of yeah. come through. I on, think that's what I'm getting more on this. There's if yeah. you, if you just, if you peel a beet and you boil it and eat it, it's, you're going to get an earthy flavor to yes. it. Um, I mean, obviously you can roast, pickle, pickle roast it, it roast the them. Yeah. They're everything, every, everything that you do to a beet is going to be different. It's going to bring out a different flavor yeah. in it. Um, yeah. so this is definitely, definitely like a, so what, what did you do? to the beats when you brewed this 
This so this is actually uh, uh, dehydrated powdered beets. Okay. So you're gonna it's more raw uh, the raw beet. So I wanted to add that earthy uh, note to kind of pair with the hop profile. Hmm. Like a lager hop profile there with this earthy earthiness to it. Correct. So so the idea was to just have the hops bring a more earthy tone to a red ale to also bring and match with that maltiness you like from that I love from a red ale. <clears throat> so I mean being Irish, I, I don't really care for red ales. I, I, if I was going to list my favorite style. ancestors are just rolling their right now. Um, I just... I, for, I was if never I was a gonna, fan either. Yeah, if I was going to list a, a styles of beer that I like, red ale may be at the bottom of the list. I just, I've never had a good red ale. Yep. Um, but this is like, this is definitely a more... That earthy aftertaste is so good. I, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying every sip with that. It's really reminiscent of like a, like I'm. I'm feeling like I'm drinking like almost like a black coffee. Like, yes, it's got kind of like that earthiness is almost like yeah. a coffee kind of. So taste. so so yeah. I actually did throw a little bit of coffee malt into this bill. Um, one for color and two for roasted. Look profile at, to bring out look at my cool palette in the beats. so yeah i was yeah. definitely getting that a little bit yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's i do love a black coffee and this is so this is speaking to me um it's really good yeah. i am i am i'm really enjoying it as far as red ales go this is a. it's pretty solid i i do I really like that earthiness. Yeah, I really love taste, that. Uh, after every sip, it's it's, great. it's really bringing out like the the flavor of the. It's a root vegetable, so that's what you're going to yep. get from it is a, a an earthiness to it, and that's what you're getting on that back end. It's like a. I think it's why I like coffee with like very little additives to it yeah. because I like that earthiness to like a coffee. Yep. And we talked about it with with um, with Al, Al, right? Yeah. Yep. That when you get a good roasted coffee, it's. You're not going to get like a high. Well, it also depends on the roast and the bean, but typically you don't get a huge like a high acidity. Um, You should get Mm -hmm. a nice like earthiness. It shouldn't be overly bitter. Well, that's why I like um, that's why I like cold brew a lot more Mm -hmm. because of less acidity and everything. I've been steeping my own like cold brew in the fridge and everything because I like that more earthy kind of flavor to it. Yeah, but to be fair, you're you're cold brewing Maxwell House. So, ah, come on now. It's uh it's it's that it's that it's that yellow can that I can't pronounce from Italy. I forget what it's called. Oh, uh, I was going to say Bustello. No. That's from Cuba. But that's not yeah, that's not Italian. He's talking about chock full of nuts. Yeah. That's it. That's uh, yeah. I always thought it was Italian cuz I'm like, eh, that's not how you spell yeah, chock. Chock full of nuts. Chock full, full of nuts. nuts. Um yeah, no, this is it's nice like It's got like that crispy ale flavor up front. And it just kind of rolls off to a very mellow earthiness at the end. Yeah, that's I know that's why I enjoy it. It's that kind of like earthiness, almost like a little bit of bitter that I enjoy about coffee. I enjoy about almost everything. I, I was going to say almost every beer I enjoy has like a bitter earthy kind of taste on the back end where I just enjoy that after like all of those frontal notes and everything. I enjoy like what's left on my palate afterwards. 
So you're saying you and, like uh, you like the back end, not the front end. Yeah, I'm a little bit more on the back end. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I'm yeah. behind Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think uh, that's my approach for most of my beers. Is I try to get that more balanced than overpowering. Just try to marriage your different ingredients together, other than just blowing your taste buds up front. Yeah. I mean, and you've definitely accomplished that because I was really expecting like a, like a huge beet flavor to come in and, uh, and, and overpower me. Um, I got the first time I brewed it. First time I brewed it, it was like, I added way too much. It was just like chewing on a beet, which (laughs) I didn't mind, but it wasn't a beer. Oh, I love a good beet. Um, yeah. All right, Dwight. Yeah. Bears, Beats, Battle, Circle. <laughs> I mean, I smelled the Beats like up front only because when I was in college, I worked the uh, I worked in produce. So like I was okay. like every time like Beats were out, like you could smell them from a mile away yeah, yeah. Like when they're in there. So like when he was pouring it out, that's why I said like I'm getting that smell just like very faintly. And it was like reminiscent of stocking Beats. So, um, what, so what was your inspiration behind this beer? What made so you go, actually, uh, red, red, red ale beats. Let's go. Well, the color, right. That was like the first, like to me, it was like, all right. Okay. It's, and, it's a red ale. And beets are, yeah. Beets are used for coloring and a lot of like baking and I mean, a, a lot of other things. So I was like, why not roll with that? Trying to get that cool red color, uh, deeper than what you can get from maybe some of the grains. And then, I mean, I, I love cooking and I, I love the flavor of a beet. So I was like, the earthiness of a beet, I mean, what's so different from the earthiness of a beet from the earthiness of a hop, right? Like it's still earthiness. So I felt that that could pair very well if you use some some earthy uh, hops with it. And it's like as a hop head here, that's maybe why I'm enjoying it so much is because of so much. Like, so what, what kind of hops did you use in this? <sighs> Hold up. I, <laughs> Are you going to your notes? <laughs> I'm asking the deep, I, I, the hard hitting deep questions. I know, I, I've been brewing so many beers lately, but it's just like. You keep all your I, recipes I, in uh, in your phone like Drake. <laughs> They're right next there's, to there's his rhymes. <laughs> there's an app where I keep all, all my all my notes, all my it, it's for brewing. You keep your recipes and everything. It's great. It's also um, where he keeps all his freestyles. He's, a, he's an Android guy too. Yeah, knows that. Yeah. Well, no, he's a mechanical engineer. So he's yeah, gotta, so he's got to be an Android guy. Google Pixel. I mean, yeah. Google's oh, yeah. got me. Uh, it's just Cascade and Chinook. Um, okay, I'm a fan of Cascade. Like, that might this, this might be our first beer that we've had with Chinook. It might be our Cascade and Chinook Northwest. Is that Pacific Northwest? Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so they're both Pacific Northwest hops. Um, I I'm a huge fan of Cascade. I've I don't th- I like I've, Cascade. I've maybe had one or two beers, maybe with Chinook in it, but it's never been over as much as much overpowering as Cascade. Cascade, you can kind of almost pick out of a lineup. I'll tell you, uh, a lot of the hops I use is based on price, just because you're you're hot. Literally, the hop market is basically like the stock market. Uh, I like it, right? So supply demand, right? People right. love citrus. I love the term hot market. Three, three, four dollars an ounce when it comes to home brewing. You go to Chinook, it might be a half that. Right. Oh you man. Can, you can still build good recipes around them. If the hot market crashes, are there going to be a bunch of brewers hanging themselves by their flannel shirts? <laughs> they can just use their beards. <laughs> yeah. 
Just strangle themselves with their own beards. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan, Ethan can just toss an axe up in the air and yeah. take himself out. Hey, I, I tell people I brew and they look at me and they say, like, where's your beard? I'm like, I can't grow one. So, <laughs> hey, my man, yeah. my man. <laughs> you're, you're looking at two guys who can't really grow a beard. I tried one. It came in real Amish. Yeah, he was he was I looking got, real I, Pennsylvania. Dutch you know, over it, there. it looked real <laughs> orthodox. I looked like I, I looked like I belonged in Williamsburg. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so we're we gonna we're we gonna rate this. We're gonna rate this in front of them. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've done it. We've done it before. We did. Well, yeah, done I was going to say, we've done it before. I'm all about honesty, man. You like a beer, you like a beer. You don't like a beer, you don't yeah, like oh, a beer. To be honest, like everyone's palate. Oh, everyone's you're going to get honesty from me. Yeah, I was going to say, Tom's the most honest um, I told, person. Yeah, I told Ethan I rated one of his beers a three, so. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really, I'm not shy. I mean, and we've both just legit told you we don't like red ale, so. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just, we're actually just kind of blown away by this because as two people who don't typically search out red ales, yeah. we're, we're sipping on this pretty good. Yeah. No, I, I, I do enjoy it. Um I, I guess I'll go first. I'll switch it up. Yeah, um, go for it. I, I do really enjoy it as far as, I mean, it's been, it's been a while since I've had a red ale. You made it like an hour and 30 minutes into this podcast before burping. I just want to say if, if anybody's using the prop bets right now, he burped. And if any, yeah, if anyone picked that up, that was a very mellow burp. I know. Burp. I was going to say you quieted yeah. him down after I called you out last episode. Where's the bookie? Where's the bookie for this? Where am I putting money? <laughs> He's in West Reading. This, this North, <laughs> of course, the North Jersey guy's looking for the fucking bookie. <laughs> um, so... I think I think the last Irish red that I had was a uh, I think it was the Great Lakes. I think it was Great Lakes was okay. the last one I had. Um, I don't think I've had their red. I forget what it was called. I just got it because I like Edmund Fitzgerald for me is like one of one of my top ten beers. Um, but everything else from them, I'm like meh. So it, it was like I, oh, it's Great Lakes. I'll try this again. Meh. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I really haven't had an Irish red and it might be because I've had some just shitty Irish reds. It's like Killian's. Or, yeah, I've worked. Yeah. I worked in an Irish well, pub. So. Yeah. <laughs> Killian's is a lager. So, I mean, it's not really. This, I mean, this is an ale, so you could get a, a little more flavor from yeast in it. Yeah. That's why I I always kind of like blur that line because when I worked at an Irish pub, it was like Killian's Irish Red, it was a red ale, yep. but I always knew like like everyone always called it like it was a lager. So when I was like sitting here, I'm like, yeah, this lager. I'm like, it's a red ale, but it's not Killian's. I have to get that out of my head that it's not Killian's. <laughs> <clears throat> but as far as red ales go, um, it's got a really nice flavor profile to it. Um, it's not overly powerful um i mean it's 6.1 so it's probably on the higher end of red ales um again i'm, I'm not speaking out of my ass here because i don't know too much about again red we ales, are not professionals we bring the professionals right. on this podcast so we can talk about beer but 6.1 seems high for a red ale um yeah correct me if i'm wrong i don't know but uh, it's it's on the upper end yep but it, it doesn't it doesn't drink heavy like that like i could have it's i could have two or three of these and not feel you know feel bloated of red ale well of red lagers are normally within like the five to lower percent 
this is kind of, I guess this is more based on like a red IPA because they go up more to 7%. Um, speaking my language, (laughs) but it's, Uh I mean, it's very mellow. Um, the you know it, it, there's certain uh, there's a certain complexity to the flavor profile of it um i i like how and i'm going to say it again i've said it a ton of times Go um, ahead. i like how mellow the hops are in this like i can now that you talked about them i can kind of I get them on my palate, but it's not like they're not overwhelming. I feel like nobody, no, no flavors are fighting against each other, other to really shine. Um, so, uh, and I, I really love the, the earthy earthiness on the, on the back end. 100%. Yeah. That's uh, my favorite part. I mean, I would definitely, I would definitely sip this again. Um, as far as red, you know, red ales go, I would rate it like a four, two, five, four, two, five. That's yeah. a good one. I would put this in a classification here for my rating um, as a dinner beer. Okay. This I is can a, see that. This, yeah. is, this is a dinner beer for me. Um, I like, or maybe like a post-dinner beer because of the coffee kind of taste to it and everything. Um, like a, like a Sambuca? Like a, like <laughs> like a, or a nice port? Like a nice shot of Sambuca. Yeah. We're going North Jersey with <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> but I mean, I just, I just keep drinking this and I keep having that, like that quote from, uh, what was that quote from, uh, Twin Peaks? This is the best damn cup of coffee I've <laughs> <ever> had. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm enjoying the earthiness on the back end with every sip of this. It's my favorite part of it. I'm not a guy who searches out red ales. Um, since probably 2006, 2007, I've been an IPA guy. I mean, that's when I first laid eyes on an IPA. That's the first time I had an IPA. I'm a hop guy. I like bitterness on the back end. That's what I also look for in my stouts, too. I look for a bitterness, but I look for more of that in the coffee section. Um, I think the coffiness out of this kind of makes it almost like it reminds me of like a clean, like easy drinking stout almost with that coffee on the back end. And I like that about it, like the earthiness. I mean, a four two five. I would say is uh, I would definitely agree with. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a four. Um, that's gonna be my rating for this. Okay. I I love it. It's awesome. a great beer. Okay. Um. So we're kind of we're we're not. I mean, I'll just let's it, just give it a four two five. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with just like I mean it's just four, us. Two, five. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna ask the creator his rating. Yeah. Harry, Harry, what Harry, would you rate your? What own would you rate? <laughs> um. No. Yeah. So I, so I mean. For me, though, so the reason why I made this was exactly why what you were just basically saying before was I who searches out for red ales anymore? Does anybody? No, it's almost like a, like a lost so. art there. Yeah. yeah maybe deep dive maybe right a red down. IPA. Maybe a red IPA people are looking for. And that's kind of originally. I'm an what IPA I guy and do. I don't even look for red. IPA. I've never even <laughs> seen a red IPA. Uh, you know, and so I was like, well, I want to make a really good red ale. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. And that's what I did in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think you agree. Yeah. You guys, you hit the nail on the head with this one. Um, I would never search it out and just kind of like judging a book by its cover. Like just the beat alone drew me into it. Like just seeing that, like the beat down, like I would say if you put this, like if this was at like a gastro pub and some guy was going down the list and he saw beat down, like red ale with beats he would have never gone with a red ale until he saw with no. beats right there because, and that, and that's kind of 
that's like an homage to like your experimental you're throwing in that you're throwing in that ingredient that people who like tom want to try new things and we'll see that on like the description and go i need to try that i need to get i need to get like like, give me a taster of it let me try it before you know and then they are like i'm hooked let me get a pint of it it completely talks uh, exactly that um i um I mean, there's uh, there's a distillery in um, in Phoenixville called uh, Bluebird. Yeah, and they had a uh, they had a cocktail called Beatbox, and it was a uh, I forget what I think it was gin and beets. I never had it. It was it was a it was a cocktail. Huh. It was a cocktail made with beet juice, and I was like, well, I need to try that because it's you know it's beets, it's beet juice. Like, how wh- where are you going to get a, a cocktail with beet juice in it? Um, wow, yeah. so I, I tried it and you know, it was fantastic. And it, it's exactly what you're going for there. Like if I'm, if I'm looking, if I'm going to, if I go to your brewery and I look at the chalkboard and it says beat down and a red ale with beet, I'd be like, all right, well, I guess I got to try that. Cause it's a red ale one. It's a it red just ale. Sticks and out, two, yeah. It's beets. Like yeah. nobody's brewing red. I don't, I don't know who's brewing red ales anymore. And, 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 and that's a lot. What I do is you'll see, and I'm sure you looked at my own tap. A lot of my styles are just ones that are, have been forgotten. And I think that's one of the reasons I, you know, again, I wanted to start this because I wanted to bring back those styles because really the technology nowadays we have and the yeast, any brewer can get their hands on. You can brew any style in the books. And, and I, I say it to a lot of people. I say the, the original brewers back in the back, you know, in the 1800s would roll over in their grave seeing the amount of one style of beer or two styles of beers that you find out there right. because for a brewer you can brew anything and it's not the brewers it's more the owners of the breweries that have been you yeah. know forcing their hand on what to brew yeah oh yeah for sure they're looking at the numbers they're looking at sales and yeah. they're like we need more of this this and this exactly so um you know, before we get a little more into it, uh, you know, we we rated that what a four two five. Yeah, we'll put a four two five yeah. on the old Untapped. So we, have, you know, four two five. You can follow that us on uh, Untapped. That's uh, at best best friends pod at best best friends p o d. Break it down. We have <laughs> so many. POD clips. So, I'm looking at all of them right now. It's a lot. It's more. It's more than most people are familiar with. Yeah, um, we're gonna get some deep POD cuts. Deep later. cuts. Um, I mean, I, I know all of those so far. So that's awesome. Yes. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, or fortunately, it's okay. Bring yourself back. <laughs> um, so one of the things that you kind of that you, you said when we were chatting on Instagram, um, that, you know, uh, stuck with me was that you're trying to like corner the market of, uh, styles that people aren't doing anymore. And like, Mm -hmm. you're trying to do things that people aren't doing anymore. What made you get into kind of doing that? Well, I think the reason behind it, because when I first, you know, I'm 30 now, so nine years ago, I was 21, illegal to drink. There was so much on the market, right? There was all those styles out there. You could go to the store and pick abundance of of styles. But now, it's like even you go to your store, it's literally all New England IPAs, extremely heavily fruited sours, 
or extremely sweet stouts. And I feel like that's it. I mean, it, it that's the majority, that's 90% of the market right now. And it's like the creativity to me. And again, this isn't on the brewers. It's majority of the breweries are not owned by brewers. No, it's the market. And I think it's, it's the market. It's the, it's the, the people owners who have too, invested yeah. the millions of dollars into the brewery are saying, you got to make X amount of sales per month. Yeah, it's definitely so it's, it's definitely another some, IPA in the tank. That's what oh, it, it's definitely yeah. like something like before I started doing this podcast with Dan, it was like I if I went out to the to the store, I wanted a juicy IPA, I wanted a milkshake stout, or yep. I wanted a like you said like a fruited sour. Like, I mean that's yeah. I, I so, I've dabbled in. It's, it's so it's so funny. It's so funny because. So the other day I was on I'm, I'm in a Discord chat, right, with a bunch of people who are, are brewers, and they were talking about a goze with salt, and they're like, that makes, or it was, um, you know, it was, it was uh, Evil Twin recently came out with a collab. It was salt and it was surf and turf. I don't know if you yes. saw that. Yeah, yeah. Zeppi, yeah, Zeppi so got that. Like, <laughs> yeah. So they were like, oh, wait, uh, this makes no sense. A goze with seafood in it. And I was like, you know, that kind of does make sense because the goze is supposed to be salty. Yeah. And they go, wait, what? Is goze supposed to be salty? And they're like, I what do you mean? It's like, they're supposed to be like heavily fruited. I'm like, no. all those gozes out there are not gozes. They're calling them gozes, but a goze is not supposed to be sweet. It's supposed it's to be supposed almost to be like a and salty. Yeah. It's, and like that sea and salt, right? That yeah, you had yeah. the Cape May. Yeah. Uh, I, I never flying fish. Yeah. I, I never, I never had it, but I like, was that closer to a gose or it was a session sour and it was a, it was, yeah, it was a session sour. Yeah. So it wasn't really much of a gose. Okay. So that's fair. You're calling it a sour. Like to me, like most of these, Gozes are calling should just be called sours. Right. And, and the idea of the pickle beer I had mm. was to that to that style, the gose, right? So a pickle is kind of briny and salty. Yeah. And so that brings in that so to that like a, it. Like a like a gose gose and a uh, and a and a saison should be around like the like a gose should be like almost like a, a more tart saison. Where it, yes. it should be like, right. it's more along the lines of like a, like a, a dry wine. Yep. Like a dry white it, wine. It, it's and, and a lot, a lot of these styles have just been like mashed so much, which is fair, which is fine. Like I'm fine with people experimenting and doing things, but just don't call it that then. Like you could call it whatever you want. Yeah. You can call it a like, session sour. Yeah, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but you're so, you know, like, um, brewery, you probably heard of magnify, right? I have but not. Damn. I have not. No. All right. So magnify is a brewery in Jersey. Like they're really known for their IPAs and they, their IPAs are very good. I mean, in my opinion, their dark beers are like their stouts are ridiculous, but they rarely do them. And yeah, check that they do out. a, a fruited goze, goza, a pronounced the correct pronunciation, right? Um, they do that and they throw like thousands of pounds of puree in it. And it, you've seen those beers, you pour it, it looks like a slushy. Yeah. And that's what it looks like. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not a gose. Is that what, uh, is that what that, uh, those dipshits over at, uh, 
imprint do? No, they're not Goza's. What's the what's the smoothie no. style? The smoothie is just a sour. It's just a sour. No. Yeah, it's not yeah. Goza. Never had it. Never will. Won't support that brewery. I've, I've been to imprint. I've been not imprint before because my buddy lives in Lansdale. Nice. So I, I've I, I've been there before, and it's just like I couldn't. The stuff was so sweet. It's so sweet. It's not my thing, but you know what? People love it. It works. It works for them. I, I like the regular IPA. Yeah. So they're regular. Like, so I just got their single hop series, uh, Citra crumble, um, this weekend, their single hop series, like, or any of their IPAs are their tops. They, they make great that's, IPAs, but that's what, what I had. Was. Yeah. Citra crumble. Or it was, I don't know if it was Citra. I can't remember. So they did that and I've had their, was inner, it the gobsmacked? Gobsmack was their triple they had this weekend. Mm. Um, that was their triple IPA that came out. Apparently, it's really good. Um, but they had Intergalactic Syringe a few weeks ago, which is a solely like galac- uh, Galaxy hop. That was mind blowing. It was one probably one of the best IPAs I've had. Their IPAs are great. I kind of stay away from the fruit things that they do i've had a cup i've had one of their stouts and one of their stouts was like maple syrup because of all the sugar and like the stuff in it i had one of their beers it was like the coffee one that literally you pour and it looks like coffee like light light coffee yeah the mean mugs and stuff like that that they do yeah Yeah. i was just like this is like whoa (laughs) yeah do yourself a favor next time you're in the area skip them and go to hidden river (laughs) (laughs) oh man i'm not gonna say that i i I like their IPAs. I don't like them as a business, but I like their IPAs. Um, but the one place I was trying to bring up, um, actually, because you were talking about Lansdale, um, they just did a really good Goza as well called How's It Goza? It's um, it's brewed with coriander, key lime, and salt. So nice. a, a three yeah. things you would put into a Goza right there, just a little bit right, of lime for that. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's got... It's got some really high ratings on it too. Um, it's something I nice. might be searching for. You want to throw out the brewery? Yeah, it's well crafted. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the yeah. Sorry, that Wait, is the name. Correct? It's well crafted beer company. They're in like Atlanta. Yeah, they're right on Main Street. So like they're right in the ba- back of Main Street. Is that like a was it fat was it fat brewing? Oh, it's uh, Round Guys. It's across the street round from Round Guys. Guys. So do you know where the train okay. station is? Yeah. So you know how they have those shops on the train station parking lot side? Yep. Yeah. So they're one of those shops on the trains uh, on that side of Main Street. So that's got to be pretty recent, right? They're relatively new. Yeah. So probably within about maybe one to two years. Okay. So um, they make great beer. They um, they make a blonde Americano um, blonde ale that is delicious. Oh, nice. It's like drinking like a blonde coffee. It's, yeah. it's a good one. Um, I'm obviously, like, they're very, they're very experimental with their beers as well. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, but they do also, you know, cater to the crowds. Um, hopheads like myself, they have a good, uh, yep. IPA permaculture. Um, that's a good double IPA, but the house are, yeah. How's it goes? is apparently getting some high ratings. I've been seeing a lot of people posting about it. And from what I'm seeing, not heavily fruited, you know, coriander and salt being like the two biggest ingredients that really stick out for me. You could also go when you're, when you're in Lansdale, you could also do 10, seven. Yeah. I was looking at, well, yeah, 10, seven does it. It's crazy because I go to my buddies every summer um, so we used to go to the beer fest every year there. Lansdale beer fest. Um, yes. 
Yeah, we used to go. We used to go every year. Um, we just started doing our own now. Like this past summer, we're just like everyone bring a ton of beer, go to his backyard and just have our own beer fest. Everyone nice. try everything just because it's like we've been going, you know, four years or what. It's just like any other beer fests. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the same. And uh, so, yeah, I'm surprised because I was there the summer. I, I don't think I. Oh, never they, they were definitely there over the summer, yeah. too, because I actually I think I went there. Mm-hmm. over last And uh, ten sevens in North Wales. Yeah, it's a, it's a little outside of Lansdale, but not. Yeah, yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, they're all within a five, Uh like a five minute Uber ride from each other. Like round guys and well crafted are like across the street from each other practically. And if you go to like North Wales, there's a couple more. Um, There's I mean, like I said, well crafted does, you know, kind of what you're kind of doing, bringing back some of those old styles. They have a lot of things on their menu that I wouldn't search out for, but I tried like that blonde Americano. I was like, yeah, I'm a coffee guy. Let me try this. So I, I uh-huh. had a taster of it. You know, I enjoyed it. And, you know, they had what I like to have an entire pint of, you know, when I saw that double IPA, I was like, just let me get that. I'm going to enjoy that. The, yeah. Uh, the, the blonde coffee. I love beers like that. I actually do. I do a white stout. So I, I love that. Um, I think the first one I ever had was stone mocha IPA which like blew my mind i was like it's clear and golden but has coffee flavor has that coffee flavor to it yeah yeah i was like how the hell do you do this (laughs) speaking of white stouts i did i saw your uh i saw your story last night and i'm uh i'm i'm pretty pretty excited about that one yep i got i got two stouts coming up i got the white stout which i actually brew with coffee fruit and um and then I age it on coffee. Um, yeah, so that 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 was like, I saw a bunch of white stouts out there and I was like, I have a bunch of coffee infusions where I want to use every part of the coffee plant. So the coffee fruit being what the coffee bean actually grows in. Yeah. I use that as the tea in the beer and then I also then just age it on coffee. So you get like almost the full coffee effect into the beer. I love how much coffee and beer are like so intertwined. Also, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell Al about that because he might have a seizure. Yeah, no, that's one. (laughs) Yeah. He'll get, he'll get one. He'll get one. And then I'm also doing a, uh, I I haven't done a spicy beer yet and I always wanted to. So I know how so many people are doing peanut beers out there and peanut stouts. So I'm doing a Thai peanut spicy like beer are you gonna do nice are you gonna do actual chilies in it or are you gonna do it with sriracha uh i'm gonna actually just use a spicy peanut sauce in it okay yeah like pad thai yeah exactly yeah like a pad thai sauce that's awesome okay all right i'm I'm I'm, in, Again, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's, that, that it's, got me hyped as soon as you said Thai and peanut. I was like, oh, like pad Thai, pad Thai, pad Thai. It's, it's, <laughs> it's food, food, culture, beer. I mean, you could say the same. Beer has influenced cultures throughout history. Oh yeah. I mean, you look back in every culture, beer has affected it somehow. Well, like the evolution of the lager being like German lager into like the American yep. lager and everything. So yep. I mean, there's. Yeah, there's evolution, there's history in beer, and there's beer in history. So I think it's time to uh, to get into the. Uh, I can't wait this, for this. This beer. is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the the creme de la creme 
uh, yep. on the show. That's the, the cherry on top. Uh, this is the one where I've just been, uh, when you posted the picture that, so I saw this on the x yeah. um, Instagram. And when mm-hmm. you sent me the picture of that's what he sent to us, uh, I was so happy. <laughs> I was I, so uh, I was without power for uh, three days. Yeah, a couple weeks say, ago, yeah, a solid three days, and that's when I got your beer when I was without power. So I had to f- figure out a way to to put it on ice. Um, and even without power, I still took the time to take pictures and send it over to Dan because <laughs> I was so excited about it. Um, so we're gonna do um, we're gonna do the the Havan Nagila. Is it that is it that pronounced right? Hava Nagila. All right, so or so it? it's a play on it's a play on words. So Hava Nagila is the actual phrase. Mm-hmm. Halva Nagila, what a lot of people don't know is Halva is a dessert, is isn't it? A yes. So it's a yeah. Middle Eastern dessert that they use the tahini and they'll they'll put chocolate and it comes in a bar. So yep. when I was extremely young. And I would go out to Florida with my family to see my great uncle and my great aunt in Hollywood, Florida. My great uncle's favorite bar was this Halva bar. And so that's kind of the where I got the idea. Plus, my uh, good friend who's a chef, she was like, tahini would go great in a beer. And I was like, yeah, that would be great. Like cream ale, tahini. You get that sesame nutty kind of thing going. Yeah. And so that's kind of where this was born. Exactly. I was gonna go. I, I thought it was like a. I'm a real American. Oh no! I'm just. I'm just. That's where Hulk Hogan's <laughs> from. Is Hollywood? Uh, well, I mean, I see you guys are clearly wrestling. You guys are wrestling fans. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so I do make a orange mint beer. I don't know if you saw that one on there. No. Uh, that sounds it, amazing. And, uh, and that is Dr. Yankum DDS. Oh, yes, I did see is, that one. Yes. <laughs> which is the homage to Kane's Kane. original yep. character. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. A seven foot dentist. <laughs> oh, 90s WWF. <laughs> Why did you ever leave us? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> one thing I was like wondering because he was like, I'm going down to Hollywood, Florida to like visit my relatives. I was like, I was like, uh, is is he related to Arnold Rothstein? <laughs> That's the one thing because because he he, uh, he actually ran from yes. New York and went to Hollywood. I think Hollywood, Florida, as well. Is that where that's, Rothstein that's, went in a uh, Boardwalk Empire? Uh, was it that or was it Miami? I knew it was like down there. It's it's Florida in general is where all of us Jews go to die. It's just <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So you have something in common with us because everyone from Pennsylvania also goes down to uh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say yeah. go down to Florida to die. I have a ton of friends who go down to visit their like in laws down there. <laughs> all right, so you uh, crack it. Yeah, let's crack this thing. I do a three, two, one there. Yeah. Do you have the how and the get how how how? I don't because I'm running low and I gotta send some uh-huh. out. So <laughs> I'm gonna is, continue. I still have a little right. left here. So all I'm right. gonna I'm gonna crack it then. Three, two, one, go. Oh, that was nice. That was yeah. like slow too. Yeah. It was like you just just cracked it so slow. Um, the nuttiness right off the front. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> really, really aromatic nuttiness. It's got that cream ale color to it, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's the one thing I like about cream ales, and it's kind of something that they share with, like, IPAs, like, color quality. They just have a nice color when they're bored. 
cream ales just look like beer. <laughs> like they look like Ooh, like yes. cartoon cartoon beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that nice golden color, not too much clarity to it. Dan, cheers. Slancha. Harry, Wahayam. Wahayam. Oh, man. This tastes like an Abba Zabba bar. <laughs> Have you ever had an Abba Zabba bar? No. So an no. Abba Zabba bar is like a vanilla. It's a vanilla taffy filled with peanut butter. Okay. okay. And it yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, tahini, you get that peanut butter-esque mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah. It's like a very mellow, like, uh, like almost like an almond butter, like, uh, natural uh-huh. peanut butter type nuttiness to it. Yep. That's a good description. Like I'm getting like that almond butter kind of like. And, and I mean, my, the, I didn't want it to be too sweet either. So yeah. I didn't add, like, there's no sugars added or anything else to add into it. It's natural. Uh, vanilla, it's actually vanilla extract. Yeah. You um, kept the vanilla very, uh, mellow with it. Like it's just kind um, of there. And, and, and that's why if you've ever had like a, a halva bar, it's it's kind of like that. It's it's more of a savory dessert than like a sweet dessert. And I think that's yeah. why like I love like desserts from everywhere outside the United States, right? Like everything here, you have like M and M's and stuff that's really sweet. But then you go to even like Japan or places like that, and everything's more like savory dessert. The halva bars. And I think that's what I was going. I used that. to have them all the time. Um, actually, going yeah. back to college because. Uh, the dairy department, the cooler for like produce were kind of similar. And when the halva bars, because we barely sold them in our area, they would like almost yep. about to expire. We take them in the back. We'd be eating halva bars in the back <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah, man, this is, uh, I, I'm, I love Abba Zabba bars. Um, mainly because of the movie half baked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Abba yeah. you my only friend. That's Abba. what that was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. It's a it's a yellow and black checkered packaging. Yeah. And um, you can't miss it. No, you can only get it at like specialty stores now, like specialty candy stores or bodegas Mm -hmm. is basically where you can get them. (laughs) Say it with me now. Bodegas. (laughs) Um, And it's it's just that like right amount of vanilla mixed with the nuttiness of that tahini. And it's just a great mixture. Oh, yeah. Now, did you do it with uh, what? What kind of vanilla did you uh, brew this with? Uh, so it's a all natural, like organic vanilla. Uh, it's almost like a puree. Okay. They, they don't they don't call it an extract, but they basically. So the way you normally brew with vanilla is you take you take a bunch of vanilla beans and then you throw in a bunch of vodka and you let it sit and it kind of just extracts that to make like a natural extract. So this was kind of like that already done for you. Okay. But they use the real but they use the real bean on like a lot of the extracts. Okay. So I was just I was lazy. And then you dumped a bunch of tahini in there? Yeah, uh, uh secondary uh I aged I aged it on the tahini. That's why like if you actually look like the head retention on that is like terrible and that's because if you brew with any any type of uh fats 
that'll destroy the the head. Yeah, I if you if you look back, if anyone's watching the video, if you look back, I tried to re-pour to give Dan a little more head because that head just like <laughs> sank right away. I was like, oh no. Yeah. And Tom tried his best to give me more head while we were pouring that. Uh, but he couldn't. Yeah. He just couldn't. He just couldn't. <laughs> That's <laughs> you brought it on yourself, sir. So. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit. But yeah, that's 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 uh anyone who uh brews if you ever had any beer brewed with fat, that's just the science behind it. It's not gonna hold its retention. Oh, he tried his best right there. He likes oh oh a little bit ahead. Oh, a little bit. Tom just gave me a little bit ahead. It's our first time back in the studio together and he just gave me a little bit ahead, guys. Just a little bit. <laughs> I have been alluding to this for weeks. Yeah, this this beer was, I mean, based on your social media, based on other people's social media, this was the one I wanted to try the most. And I think, honestly, it's because of, I would say, yeah, not to bring it up again, but Stickman's Cream Ale was so good mm-hmm. that when I saw a Cream Ale listed on the menu for tonight, I was really excited because I'm not a guy who searches out for Cream Ales. And when yeah. I had a really good one, I was excited to have another like go at completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sick man had their Oreo cake uh, bake shop uh, cream ale, which was really good as far as uh, like a a sweeter uh, cream ale goes. So light without being like too syrupy because of that. Like you would think something like that would be just syrupy, sugary kind of. It was just so light. And I'm not a cream ale guy. And like, I guess I just don't know that like what I've had Genesee. That's like the only cream ale I've ever had. (laughs) And what I, I, I had one, I've only ever had one 22 ounce Genesee in my entire life. And I threw it up that same (laughs) night. (laughs) Um, and I think like Ethan mentioned when he was on our show um, that I, I think we didn't get the overly sweet over sweetness from that because he actually just dumped a shit ton of Oreos in and brewed. It wasn't like an extract. There wasn't anything else. It right. was just Oreos dumped in. <laughs> yeah. And he actually gave away Oreos with the four packs because he had so much <laughs> extra. Awesome. He had so much. Yeah. Leftover. Like we ordered dinner that uh, I think the week that that came out and our dinner came with a, a sleeve of Oreos. <laughs> He just ordered a pallet of Oreos. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was like, I remember being like, you have to let me know how you ordered a pallet of Oreos because I, I the next like pallet of Oreos is going to be in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like hitting it right on the head. I, it, I'm getting like everything coming through. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting everything from it and it's light and just like just I like it so much. I didn't I didn't know what to expect from this beer because it's like you know vanilla can go either way. It could be too yep. overpowering or it could be yep. just masked by everything else. Um and then tahini it's like I who the hell has had a beer brewed with tahini? So yeah. you know what here, here you go. <laughs> Experimental ladies and like, gentlemen. Like what do you what do you expect? What do you come to expect from that? I know what the tahini flavor is, but yeah. what am I how I, I don't know how that how that turns out during the brewing process. Yep. Yeah. Um and I think Again, I mean, to be fair, I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's just like <laughs> your last beer. Like, the flavors aren't fighting each other. They're just working in unison to... Yeah, this tastes like that dessert. Like, when I told you, like, 
we would just we would house these because nobody in this area bought them. I mean, and, and they're good. <laughs> and right? they were good. They, yeah, they, they were, were they weren't too good. sweet. And we would just like sit back there and we would like cut up the bars and we'd eat them. And when you said like because the play on words, I saw the spelling and yeah. I was trying to remember. I'm like, that was a dessert I think I had when I was in college. It just sounds like it. Or like I wasn't trying to like question it. And oh man, it was so good. <laughs> I've never, I'm looking it up online right now. Yeah. Apparently you can get them at, at Target. Oh, they got them at Target? Yeah, maybe I'll have to go over and Yeah, they and used to have them one. like refrigerated over at, uh, at Wegmans. And when they would just be like, we have a whole box that we're never going to sell. They're going to expire tomorrow. We're like, cut them up. <laughs> yeah. Jewish community isn't large in our uh, our area here. <laughs> I guess we're Middle Eastern. We don't really get Middle Eastern either. Yeah, that sucks because we like I you and I both love Middle Eastern food. Yeah. And it's really yeah. hard to find like Me good too. places. I, I, I love Middle Eastern food. It's like I could it's one of those things I could eat like every day like the hummus the baba ganoush like all that stuff even like for me like i i used to live in brooklyn and i the one thing that i will say that i miss from living there Food is drugs the street meat yeah street meat street meat that was like the best part about visiting this guy in brooklyn was the street meat dude <laughs> yeah just <laughs> lamb and chicken combo with uh with white sauce all over it oh yeah guys yeah we have yeah we have halal guys down here uh, it's, yeah. it's it's not the it's same though it's not the same no. so there's a chain in jersey too now because they opened up like all over and yeah it's not the same it's not the same as the cart it's no. just not yeah their red sauce i would say like is unbearable at halal guys like at least with the trucks like the red sauce is bearable like what are you trying to prove halal guys yeah. come on the first the first <laughs> Actually, at the cart, it was me and a bunch of buddies. It was the winter. I mean, the line was like crazy. We tried jacking the white sauce, right? We tried, like, <laughs> they have, like, this yes. bottle. We it, tried jacking it. We got a block down the down the street. We got to the next block. This guy comes out of nowhere, and he's like, you got to go put that back. Like, we're like... <laughs> What? It's like, we saw you take that. You've got to go put that back. It was like, oh my God. Dude, yeah, that. They hold their truck sacred, man. That And, yeah. that, and that white sauce is like next level. I don't know what it, it's just like mayo and garlic. And that's, but it, uh, yeah. something just, about it is just ridiculously good. Yeah. But, I like a perfect combo of the red and the white though. Like I got to get that yeah. zing in there with the spice. But you're, you're, you're exactly right. That the halal guy's red sauce, the hot sauce, the first, I went there like the first day that they opened. Um, I was like, what are you guys trying to prove? It's like uneatable. Yeah. They all, I, I was like, give me, give me white and hot. And she gave me like, you know, slathered on the white sauce, like three and then, dots of the red. And then, yeah. Just gave me like a one little, beep, little, little line of the red. And I was like, come on, come on, give me more than that. And it's like black ladies just looking at me like, it's your funeral. You sure about that baby? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, give me, come on and she was like all right she gave me two more lines and i went back and i just i was like pit stains just, <laughs> just sweating. sweating oh my god all that all the hair product ran out of my hair i was just like oh oh this why did i do this later. to myself yeah. i hate this now it's i'm gonna hate it even worse later uh but yeah enough about that about more about this delicious yeah beer. more about this delicious beer less about diarrhea tom <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, 
It's enjoyable. Yeah. I'm just having a, this is a great dessert beer. Like this is what I would look for out of a cream ale is like, I want to be a cream ale. I expect to be one and done. You know, this is like an after dinner, um, a treat. It's yeah, a treat. A, a treat. You know, I, I had my I had my my crispy pills with dinner. Yeah, this is like a, this is such a dad thing to say. Like, I'm gonna have a nice little treat after dinner. <laughs> no, I'm gonna treat myself. Like, like two dads over here. Like we just cracked an orange soda yeah. after dinner. Like well, you, I'm gonna have a nice little treat. For you know myself. what? You know what? I'm gonna be bad tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, it, it. This is. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it is. I'm not gonna. I'm. You know. I'm not gonna pound four of these, but. Yeah. You know, one of them, I'm going to, you know, yeah. I, I pour it out in a nice frosty mug and and sip it for, you know. Yep. I might have more than one. I might have another one. Well, we only had one, Dan. I know. But I'm saying, like, if I, <laughs> if I were at home, I'd probably be like, I'd probably drink this and go, I'm going to have one more. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, yeah, I'm a little upset that we only got one. It's just, uh. I want more. I'm I'm sending uh, I'm sending you a Venmo in my address b- because we only got one glass. I need one of those glasses so bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send I'll send you. Oh, dude, I'll I'll, I'll Venmo you, man. No Don't worry, man. I want one. Of the, I I want to merch out like crazy because I like your uh, I like your design. So <laughs> we're uh, we're we're. We're big, uh, we're fanboys for glassware. Oh, yeah, we're uh, big. I mean, who isn't? Who isn't? isn't? I I buy glass everywhere I am. And a good good can glass goes a long way. Yeah, can glass, too. That's, yeah, that's one I love. That's why I I, I did the can glass because it's just like you don't see, like, tons of them. So I was like, oh, it should be a little different. You know, get a can glass. I'm seeing, I'm I'm starting to see a trend here, Dan. It's trying to be a little bit different. (laughs) Trying to be a little ex beer mental (laughs) (laughs) plugs away plugs away plugs away i just keep bringing it up all right so here's the thing dan okay um we're both about at about the same level we got 10 minutes left in the cast we got 10 minutes left do we rate this and do we hop into the third beer Actually, you didn't tell me too much about the third beer, so I'm I'm a little worried. Like, yeah, I want to know what the third beer is. It's the Balding Eagle. Oh, you're gonna go for it. Do we cap it off with the Balding Eagle? Give me a little bit more information. (laughs) It's an American lager. It's too. If you crack into it, I'll crack into one of those. Oh, I mean, if 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 Harry's cracking into it. All right. All right. Let's do a quick rating on this. Right. I think I think you and I are both going to be rating this quite highly because we enjoyed it so much. 475 is delicious. Yeah, it's a 475. 475. Yeah. 475, I agree. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, as far as cream ale goes, uh, it's a banger. You got some of that pizza left over from dinner? I do. I think so. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So um, we'll grab a fresh gla- fresh glass. Are we going to the glassware? Yeah, go to the glass wall. Dan, right. pick us I gotta, out. I gotta grab it. Okay. Anywhere. So while you're while you're going away for your beer, I'm gonna point to the uh, glass wall. I think because we are going to be splitting another sixteen ounce, we should go with some smaller glassware. I agree. I'm thinking the Ludlum and the the Sly Fox tulip glass at the top. Okay, those two right there. I'm good with it. Good. Good right. with it. I'm gonna go grab them. And I will get the, uh, we're, so we're going to do another experimental beer. Um, yeah, it's just, it, all these beers have been too delicious to not go with a third one. I brought it up to live dangerously. So, uh, we're, we're going to go with it. 
right. So Tom recently has a guest bedroom and he's just waiting for me to sleep here. <laughs> yeah. I kicked my, uh, my brother-in-law out. Shout out, uh, Kyle. Cause he's going to listen. I was going to say, yeah, he's like one of our like regular listeners. Yeah. Um, did quite the line at black rock today on his skateboard on All his, right. on his little wheelie board. He's, he's an incredible skateboarder. All right. I will um, say that. I, so, I'm like a coach with that shit. Like I'm terrible at skating, but I can, <laughs> I know what's good. <laughs> so, uh, so we went what four, seven, five. Yeah. Four, seven, All five right. for that one. Four, seven, five for the Halvin Nagila. Um, and that'll be on, uh, untapped. That's at best, best friend spot. That's at best, best friends. P O D. I don't know what and i think i, I can I, fly i hit so many of those drops during the episode that i don't even know if i'm doing repeats or not i don't um, know did we do that one so we're gonna do um a, a final beer from experimental oh that's not high hansel. at all come on we're so hot right now <laughs> hansel. hansel he's so so ex- hot right now experimental he's so hot right now. so hot right now <laughs> experimental <laughs> um all right, so we're going to do uh, the Balding Eagle. All right, this is high for a lager. I just saw the ABV. Yes. This but is high this for isn't, a lot of beer. This isn't high for, so, Dan, this isn't high for Dan over here. <laughs> so I don't have many Imperial beers, and I wanted to brew a Imperial beer, so I did a lager to add a little more flavor to it. Yeah, this will be my first Imperial Lager, so I'm very curious about I don't, this. I don't know if I've ever had an Imperial Lager. I guess I would say, like, Yingling's an Imperial Lager just because it's been around since Imperial times, I guess. <laughs> I think they're the, the Superior Lager because they're supreme. I don't know. I was going to make a Trump oh, joke about yeah. them, but... Because <laughs> they're from China. <laughs> Voice guy. How's that smell? How's that smell when you cracked it? Much. Not very aromatic. Well, that's well. Well, I mean, it's a lager. That's what a you, lager. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what I was getting. At. Yes, <laughs> yes, we're on the same level here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what you want. You want it to be nice and crispy, not a uh, nice aromatic. So, I'm hoping you guys think that for 8.4, it's not Boozy. so. <laughs> good, good. We're on the same level. That's I don't know. That's what to- I was really curious about when I saw the percentage. Is I wanted to see. I wanted to see what we were working with here. And it should, it should judge my drink pretty here. clean. Should drink pretty clean. Again, Tom only gives me a little bit ahead when uh, when we come in here. Uh-huh. So in the studio, just 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 the tip. Yeah, I did the. It's Maryland really Man. like really thin head he's ever given me. I don't know if you see this, but I did the Marilyn Manson. And re- yeah, he gave re- more head to himself. Yeah, I removed my rib and uh, <laughs> <laughs> gave more head to myself. I know he's been doing a lot more yoga in quarantine, so. Ah, okay. Yeah. DDP yoga, shout out. Yeah, only only for that reason. (laughs) Only for this reason, though. Self high five. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ready? Yep, let's do it. Slancha. Harry, Wachayim. It smells just super clean. That was one of the cleanest. 8.4 8.4 alcohol by volume sips I've ever taken. <laughs> the signature of a great lager is the complete absence of that sip from your palate directly after that sip. So here's what... And it's gone. <laughs> what I will say is uh, 
the the Halvin Nagila had a little bit of a mouth coating. Yeah. You know, it left yeah. that it left that tahini taste in your mouth. This is like the pressure washer that just got took. What was great was I took that, and we had we have a we have a friend who is a uh, he's a, a Padawan Cicerone, and uh, we okay. found out he wasn't a full on Cicerone. Yeah. We, it, well, so what, is he like a, a server or he's a level something? Yeah. It, well, he's done the the server level Cicerone training. Okay. Um. He's like the Anakin. To he's, a, he's an executive chef. He's not, you know, he's not a server, but he's done that training. Yeah. Um, he's our scissor judge. Yeah. Um, That's. But, he, you know, he taught I, us. I, there's there's a um, it's on Amazon, I think. And it was like a whole uh, documentary on like these guys trying to become uh, Cicerones. It's like it's crazy. Oh, well, his uh, his business partner and the owner, one of the co-owners of uh Beer wall and pen where we did our live podcast. He's a master Cicerone. So he's so like one of like one of like ten in the world or whatever. Well, he might not be that level, but he's yeah. like he, you know, okay. he's like the the approved, you know, the approved Cicerone. Yeah, like yeah if you go to the website, he's probably the guy who spent thousands on that like yeah. top tier. <laughs> The top gotcha. tier class. Yeah, the the guy that like we were like, oh my god, this beer is so good, and he tasted. He was like, Meh. it's okay, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. I feel he, like that just ruins it, ruins beer for you. He went like he went full like like hipster with it. He was oh, just like, <laughs> yeah, he went into like the, the malt the malt profiles, and yep. we're, we're like, oh. Uh, we taste the hops. Yeah. The hops are there. Again, guys, we're not experts. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. are only enjoying, but, but like what, I said, what, I'm, I'm not either. But what we got from this was you brew like one though. I will tell you that what we got from this was, uh, what I took from him was, you know, when you, when you're taking a new beer, take a small sip, clear your palate and, and then take your gulp and, you know, experience the mm-hmm. beer. And that, that small sip, from a lager it's like a pressure washer yeah wiped out, out wiped out that palate and that's what i like about lagers is the um every sip's like a, a not a new experience but it's like it's an experience because you don't have that previous sip sitting on your palate every single time you're able to like if you need to pick out other like taste in it you can just keep going with it and that's what i like about lagers i think that's what i got from name drop ethan when we did our episode yeah yeah uh for sure <laughs> um so tell us a little bit about uh balding eagle so so um basically the uh, so before this which i said i sent you the other locker too right yeah that checked out the, the check. Yeah. So I wanted to do a, a semi-authentic Czech lager uh, because my grandpa hails from the Czech Republic. Um, and so he used to tell me like all the stories about like him going to like the pub after work and getting a pint of beer. Right. That was what brought everyone together. Um So then I wanted to. So so that one was brewed with actually Czech yeast lager yeast um i wanted to kind of make a better budweiser right and originally it was going to be like a (laughs) five percenter or whatever and i was like you know what you don't see a lot of imperial lagers is it technically a, a legal like style not really but i was like why not 
if I felt like it was more of a challenge to get that clean flavor in a high alcohol beer. I was going to so say that the was kind of like, that was kind of like my idea behind it. It was like, let me try to push myself. So I, when I bought my, the only reason I really bought my chiller was to make lagers because I wanted to challenge myself. So I was like, you know what, let me throw the money at it and I'm going to be able to make my lagers and, and, and push myself and try to make something different and try to make something that a lot of places don't do. And And again, the reason behind that is this beer took six weeks to make. Yeah. It's it's a ball. It's a ballsy, it's a ballsy move for a home brewer to do a lager because like we mentioned before, there's, you can't, there's nothing to hide behind. Yeah. It's either good. It's like acoustic guitar playing. It's either really good or it's really bad. Yeah. This is, and you said you wanted to make a bolder. So you, you were going after more of an American lager kind of taste to it. Cause you yeah, want to make a bolder, uh, a, a bolder, balder. I keep saying balder. like, like balder eagle, but like a bolder, um, yep. Budweiser. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and, and it was, it was, also just marketing wise people see imperial and buy it yes i mean that's absolutely absolutely it reminds me of uh there's a website called the hardtimes.net i don't know if you've ever uh looked at it. it's like the onion for musicians so it's like um so they did one here it was uh this one guy was um this this one article said guy peruses through beer menu before ch- choosing the highest alcohol by volume <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just reminds me of that like i don't think i'd ever just highlight and just go i'll have this lager unless it said like imperial in front of it because again y- you're picking out things and you're marketing things that people would pick yeah. out of a menu because they would see it and go i've never had this i want to go ahead and try this and I think also for me, I don't want to brew like I could do a gimmick beer, right? Like I could totally throw a bunch of stuff in that yeah. people are going to buy. But like the idea between what this was still make a lager that's marketable. Yeah, this goes beyond like gimmick. This is just like yeah. this is this is interesting. This is almost like a diamond in the rough in that beer menu that you're just like perusing through and you just see something like this. Like, oh, I've never had an imperial lager before. So there are there are. I mean, we've had, we're done 21 episodes. We've, we've had almost a hundred beers on this, this podcast at this point. Cause we do multiple beers an episode. Yeah. And the ones that stand out to me are like the, that free will lager that we had with Ethan. Great beer. The yeah. Vergnugen set. Vergnugen. Uh, yeah. I, was, I don't even know. How to it was a uh, pale lager. Probably the cleanest thing I've ever, I've ever huh. sipped on. That was like, that was like the heroin for me. Like I'm always like chasing that dragon. Like now I want like, <laughs> I, I want, want something, curse. I want something crispier than that one was. Um, it, you know, it was like that one stood out to me. Uh, the answer three scoops, which was one of the few fives we've given out on this show. Probably one of the best hours we've ever had. On the yeah. Show. It, it, but this is like, oh, you guys give out fives. <laughs> surprisingly enough. How, it's, how do you, how, how do you get better? Yeah. I mean, we were in our, you have the, you have the best Harry. We were in our infancy. Okay. We, well, we didn't know what we were doing. It was also the best. I mean, it was the best sour I've ever. It was had. actually the pot. It was actually the episode that turned us into a craft beer podcast. A What's that? What if you have a better one? Well, then I get rated a five. <laughs> <laughs> 
too. Because you can't go above five. <laughs> I will say this. That was the episode that turned us from like just a uh, general malarkey podcast into a full like craft beer podcast. Yeah, we, we, we were a it comedy tur- podcast that drank beer. And yeah, now- we, yeah we, we tried to market ourselves as comedy that drank beer. But now we just drink beer and then comedy is a result, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, beer and comedy hand in hand. Yeah, I mean... I've just been making the joke for the last like 20 minutes about how Tom's been giving me blowjobs this entire time. <laughs> so, I mean, and it just came as a result of beer. Literally came. Yeah. <laughs> um, Touch and tips. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as far as loggers go, this is a, this is a superior logger. Um, how did you hide the booziness with this? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. was like, <laughs> how did you hide Imperial in this? So, because... I'm not getting Imperial with this at all. And we, we drank the three beers in the box that you sent us that was like, I looked at those and I was like, all right, these are the ones. The, I was like, all right, how the Nagila was like, it was super yeah. interesting. Balding Eagle was the second one that I was like, all right, this is a high ABV lager. I'm super, as I, 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 call myself a crispy boy crispy boy yeah Chris, I, I like i like a nice crispy beer um so now you're speaking my language as far as an american lager goes all right now it's an, an american lager it's a high high abv for that style so i'm looking at that and i'm like all right well what do i what am i expecting from this i'm expecting a little bit of a boozy bite from it <laughs> and i'm not getting it at all and it's I, it's kind of blowing my mind as far as like where um, where, where did it go, Harry? Where, where, where did the, it go? Where did the booze go? <laughs> I used I used a high percentage of rice in it, which kind of helps cut it a oh, bit. Okay. Um, and then uh, from there, it's like very simple recipe, and and just using the right yeast at the right temperature, and you just get that clean cut from it. Hmm. Nice. And yeah. as I'm like jamming my nose into this as I drink it, I'm getting a lot of the lager floral notes in a little bit as yeah, I keep absolutely. drinking it. So like so, as I'm drinking I, it, I keep yep. just like jamming my nose in it just to like smell it. It smells like it's it looks like an American lager. It smells like an American lager. It tastes like an American lager. It'll get you drunk like an IPA. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say this is a very dangerous so, lager. <laughs> yes. Super dangerous. Cause I can see myself like crushing, I don't know four four of these yeah and then it's an easy down to the porcelain god (laughs) this is an easy crusher and then i'm falling off my porch (laughs) yeah no i i I mean easy crusher and um and this is a unique style in terms of lagers for brewers because a lot of brewers go with the hells or Hellas. Yes. Um, yes. So like, you know, I, I, I love, I love a good Hellas. Everybody loves a good Hellas, yeah. but you don't see a lot of people trying to perfect that American lager style. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, it, it, it's like Budweiser has the market on American lager style and nobody really goes after it. I mean, even around here, we have one of the best Hellas lagers in the area. Oh yeah. Yeah. We have Sly Fox, which is right. You know, right oh, down yeah. the street from I know, us. I, I know Sly Fox. And their their Hell's Lager is It's probably the best on the market, I would say. Very oh. possibly. Um, I mean it's an easy slammer. It's 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 been the best marketed American Hellas Lager. 
Hey, I mean, pop tops, pop tops. Yeah. A 360 pop top on your can. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Also, I, I mean, and it's national and international like yeah. that. Hell is that hell is goes across the pond. That hell is goes across the country here. People have easy access to it. It's just the most yep. easily accessible, but also the most consistently good Hellas lager in the country. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, wholeheartedly with Dan, um, the American style is just it goes a lot with what you're doing, man. It's just like a it's like a lost art form. It's like people, yep. you know, Anheuser-Busch cornered the market on it. Um this is like a, a throwback to like that, that seventies era, like 70, yep. 60, 70s, 60s, early eighties. I wish I had this in college. Yeah. Where it was like, <laughs> man, like that, that era, like the, the smoking, the bandit era where it's like cores, uh, you know, cores, Budweiser, you know, you had like hams. Four, yeah, like four, four <laughs> breweries, the sh- like Schmitz yep. hams. Yeah, you had like four breweries in the in the United States, and they were all doing American lagers. It was like, yep. This is the Hulk Hogan yeah. of American lagers. This is the real American right yeah. here. <laughs> it transcends decades. Yeah, I was gonna say this. Just just even talking about American lagers, like we just keep going down a laundry list and I just keep trying to think in my head of other breweries that do American lagers. And it's really hard to see that because a lot of people, a lot of people in America probably shy away from it because they want to do those Bavarian lagers, Hellas. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's even that they shy away from it. I think it's just the fact that, you know, you got to think of like a fermenter as your moneymaker. You can normally turn over an IPA or any other beer in like two, three weeks, and a lager is going to take double that. Yeah. I mean, this is like a special release that you have to hype. So you have to like really sell this as a brewery. But also, like, how many, how many of the the craft beer people, like, how how much of Untapped is going to go out and get an American lager? They're they're not. And and in fact, the base rating for a lager is probably going to be a three and a half. Yeah. Right, because yeah, it doesn't have it. it. It's clean. Which is, and like I said, like Ethan opened my eyes to to this kind of this style. I was gonna say it was and good like, to have him on because of right, that. and it, that's what I'm looking for now. I want a clean beer. I want I want clarity in my just, beer. Yeah, I it's want, harder to do. Yeah, I want clarity in my beer. I want clean. I want crispy. I, I like. I want something where yeah. I, I taste and I'm like. God damn, that's refreshing. I will say this. I do look for the cleaner, but I also am now more critical of my IPAs. So before, you know, I was I was always like into the piney, the bitter. I was a whiskey guy, so I loved IPAs like like those old West Coast style, yeah. like yeah, harsh, absolute, me, that's, harsh IPAs. That's where, I, I think that's where we all started, right? Because that's all that there was. That's all there was, was yeah. that West Coast. no. We did not all start that way. I very ah. much, I very much resisted those. Oh yeah, he, he never. I loved them. I loved them. Fucking hated them. Me exactly. personally, they, so, they, they were I, like I cat piss. I still prefer a West Coast. I still prefer a West Coast. They were like cat piss. So I, so that's like where I started. I bought the ticket, took the ride with, um, with New England's the Hayes craze. I liked more. Like I wasn't big into like the fruit inspired ones. I liked. Okay. I liked good hot profiles, like single hot profiles, really, 
really caught my attention when, when like they would do an IPA with just one hop. I'm like, all right, I'm real curious about that. Or they just had a good combination. I went with that. I, I, I think the the single hop ones are just really good educational beers, right? Exactly. You, you, have, you have a single hop, you know what that hop tastes like. Ex- and you yeah. go to other beers and you can just pick them out of a line. Right. And then you can start picking out hops in these different mixed hop beers. Dan and I have a, a single hop beer in our, our fridges, our, our respective fridges right now. I might have drank mine already. Did you? Oh, wait, Mosaic? Oh, yeah. okay. No, I didn't drink yeah, that the, one. The Sunset okay. Mosaic. <laughs> yeah. Mosaic's um, a good hop. Yeah. yeah, we definitely have our, our preferred hops on the show. and I've got, yeah, I've got a list. I've got a list. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to go with the classics like Citra, Mosaic, yep. Cascade. I mean, Citra's still my favorite. Yeah, Citra, Mosaic. Um, Galaxy's my top, but it's an expensive one from what I understand. It's so expensive. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's like my caviar of hops. So I'm a Galaxy guy, first of all. It goes to Citra. And this is where I get into a lot of debate with people. I like Simcoe right after that. Yeah, see, like I used to, I used to really like. Because I res- the one IPA that I really liked was like uh wire was it Weyerbacher? Weyerbacher did double Simcoe. Yeah. And I really liked that one. And now I love I love that place. Weyerbacher? Really yeah, Weyerbacher is yeah. a great brewery. Um Merry Monks every Merry Christmas. Merry Monks, man. That's every a Christmas, Christmas beer. Um, it's just F theater is ten percent. <laughs> Christmas is anything that's ten percent. Anything that's ten percent. Well, that's the name of the episode. I'm, like, I'm not driving. I'm not driving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like I used to love Simcoe, and now I'm like Simcoe is like a little too bitter for me. So okay. So yeah, I mean Simcoe. I, I'm. It's one of those ones I defend. Like we had that conversation with Zeppi where yeah, I said absolutely. like. Z- like Simcoe's one of my favorites. He's like, it's not even on my list. I was like, that is my, like, that is one of my favorites. Well, I all right. To be, to be the, fair. I, I, and I, I, I don't mean to slander Zeppi at all, but he's kind of a basic bitch when it comes to, to, <laughs> to beers. And I, I'm sure I'm going to get a text. Hey, 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 uh, we're going to get a text when this been, drops. He's been loving my beers. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I, Harry's like, Hey, 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 you calm your shit down, man. He's what? making me money. Right. <laughs> The, the, uh, the, the beers that, that we get from Zepp on like the, on our text message group is like, it's pretty basic. It's a, you know, yeah, he's got some good, ju- I mean, juicy he double IPA. I will say he gave us some good ones when he stopped in, in Pennsylvania. Absolutely. Uh, he gave us some tone like woods. A, so like the monotone, it's not, I have, I haven't been to Tonewood yet, but I do want to get there. I've heard good things. Yeah. As a musician, I was hooked on like their style, like just like their artwork and everything. I was like, I, I love it. Like I said, I'm not slandering Zepp in any way. It's just. You're slandering Zepp. In he's, way. You're he, jealous that I said he, he was sexier than you. Zepp. Come on. Now. He, he's just, <laughs> he's an IPA boy and he's, you know. Eh, he's, but a, he's not the one. What's he's that? not. It's. He's not the only one. That's the no. world of beer. Oh, right no, now. no, 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 not right at here. all. Right here. <laughs> yeah, Dan's the hazy boy of the podcast. I'm the hazy boy of the podcast. I will be the first to admit it. I don't even care. Like when people are just like, you just like the haze. I'm like, you know what? I don't just like the haze. I love the haze. <laughs> see, here's the thing. I, and you, see a lot for, you won't see a lot from me. <laughs> I don't do any purposely hazy beers. It's okay. I will get these unique ones to. Con- continue to refine my palate See, to be Dan, honest dan's not it. dan's not really a, a, a hazy boy he's a juicy boy 
but he doesn't want to call himself a juicy boy because it gotcha. it sounds fruity. Yeah, I mean, I've been getting I mean, re- I've been getting really good at picking out hops. Like I'm just like a I'm a hop guy. I would say I'm a hop head. I would say I'm a more of a hop head. Yeah, when it comes to uh, beers. Yeah, you're not you're not all we in started on the haze this. Craze. We started this. We started this podcast being like because I was a hazy boy because I liked IPAs, but I think it's not even just haze. Like I just like a good hop profile. Yeah. Like if if a, if a, oh go ahead. No, and, and the market has gotten a lot better. So like I would say like three five years ago, it was about how many hops can I put in a beer. Right. It was like this beer has 10 hops in it. And it was like, you can't. Why? Pick why? It. Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> it was just like, I don't I taste nothing. You, like, got, it was you, just you, you get like three tops like. Yeah. And, and now they especially with like dry hopping, you can balance that yeah. hot profile a lot better and really pick out those different flavors better. Like there were some beers like, yeah, I touched on the. Uh, Actually, I didn't touch on it. I practically dry humped single hop profile here on this uh, podcast. Yeah. But uh, Galaxy Glob from Imprint, that was a single Galaxy hopped beer. And that was just oh, it was delicious. And, and like if I was going to tell if I was going to tell anybody getting into beer to start trying beers, it's like try the single hops because single then you know that. Yeah. That, yeah, and that's like go to Warwick Farms. Warwick Farms is doing single hop stuff they're doing yeah simco super simco super simco they're doing their super series so they did uh, a series of uh extra hopped but it's all one hop they did their sensation smash. series which is all one hop smash beers yeah single malt single hop i was gonna say i think mosaic's a single uh, malt too that mosaic sensation it hit very well. Made. I read the side of it because, um, I was gonna, I was gonna dive into that last night. It was, I can't wait to dive into that beer, but, um, we deviate because yeah. we are getting a little bit buzzed from the balding Eagle. Yep. <laughs> yep. So <clears throat> we are running out of time here. So, uh, let's give it a rating and, um, I crushed mine. <laughs> I just, oh, you're already, oh, you're already done. Yeah. This just, is a, uh, this is a dangerous beer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'll go first, I guess. Um, go for it. As far as lagers go, fantastic. Uh, I, I like the um, the ballsiness to go not only lager as a, as a home brewer to go lager style, but to go American lager style, which is, you know, it's ballsy. Yeah, it's ballsy. Um, and it's to so go. Right now. Yeah. You go high ABV with it. Um, I mean, it it's great. Um, I, I, Hansel, so hot right now. Hansel, <laughs> X beer, so hot Thank right you. now. Thank X you. beer. Um, yeah, I mean, it. <clears throat> I was I was expecting a certain booziness to it, which I did not get. Which I really really liked as a, as as the crispy boy. This um, was crispy. Yeah, this is definitely one. Um that I could drink over and over and over again and uh, throw up and then drink over and over and over again. Um, But yeah, uh, as far as, uh, as far as an American lager goes, um, it's a style that not many people are doing. Um, (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing, Tom? I don't know. I hate to rate two, two of his beers, four, seven, five. 
just like we do with Volstead. But uh, <laughs> do it again. But shit, I'll, man, I was I, already I already had it. In. Four seven just five, man. I, it's it's one of the thank you. It's thank one you. of the upper echelon of the loggers I've had. I was gonna say, yeah, if I were to rate this as a like against other loggers, this is what I look for in a logger. Um, thank you. In terms of being easily drank, but also giving me that. Those tinglies that mm-hmm. you get from an IPA. <laughs> nice little buzz, a little bit of having fun with your friends. Don't have to drink too many of them. You're not going to get bloated. You have one, two, maybe three, and you're like set. Like this is one of those beers where I would have I would have just a few and just hang out. And it's not as filling as I would if I had one, two, or three IPAs. It just has that crispiness to it. Yeah. Refreshing. Yeah. Every sip sure. is an experience. My palate has not had anything like I wouldn't say any terms like mouthfeel with this or anything like that. I would say it's just been if anything like a dry I, crispiness. I had time. that I had that like that lager reminiscent sitting on my on my palate. I haven't even had that. Like every sip's been a new experience. Like as I got further down into the glass, I got more of the floral notes because I just kept jamming my nose into it a little bit more. (laughs) So I started, I was like, ah, nice getting the floral notes. I think it's a little bit more like reminiscent of like getting, finally getting some of what the hot profile is on it. Just getting some of that floral note to it. And I enjoyed it a lot. Four, um, we're going to do 475 again. 475? Oh, so we're doing the cream ale in this one, 475? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. 475. I think the only thing that's really keeping it for me from being a five is that ABV. Because I want to drink. Dangerous. I, I, I want to I <laughs> drink like a hundred of these. And it's like, if I do that, I, I can only, I can only limit myself to like two. I know. I'm like... Like yeah. this is the last sip, yeah. and then like I don't want to be, I don't want to wake up here at Tom's house when like they're trying to get the kid ready for daycare. If, if, yeah, if you could, <laughs> if, if you could make like a like a five or six percent. Oh yeah. Balding oh evil, yeah, that definitely. Can. I would, I would make sweet, sweet, sweet <laughs> well, love to well, that. Beer. That would just be the eagle. Right. Okay. The, oh, oh, I like that. Like a yeah, pale like lager that. like that, just like the eagle. Yeah. Oh, the awesome. eagle. Oh, I would drink that in a second. Do it like eagle. eagle. Scrubs. Oh, scrubs, yeah. Yes. <laughs> there we go. We got a fan. <laughs> All right. So awesome. four seven five there. You can follow us uh on untapped at best best runs pod. That's at best best runs P O D. Yeah. Um <laughs> follow all our ratings and uh I think that's gonna wrap up the episode. Awesome. Yeah. Harry. Dude. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for this. This has been yeah. educational. Oh, it's been awesome. It's man. been an experience. Yeah. We, we really awesome. enjoyed having you on. Uh, thanks for agreeing to do this. Thanks for sending us the beer. Oh, no problem. Um, yeah. Check out Harry. Uh, check out his, uh, he's got so much, uh, Instagram at X beer underscore NJ. That's, uh, uh, untapped at X beer underscore NJ. He's got a website that's coming soon, correct? Correct. So website, so website's coming soon. You can go on there and you can subscribe to uh, to his uh, newsletter or is uh, you're going to alert people when the when the website goes live. Yep. So you can go on that. It's at www.xbeerimental. That's x b e e r i m e n t a l. 
Com. Such good spelling. Tom. Yeah, look at that. That was really for, good. After an 8.4%. I know. I was like, let's see how he's going to do this. Makes man do What's your, uh, I hear a niner in there. <laughs> what's your, where you're calling from a walkie talkie. <laughs> um, what, uh, what's your Facebook at? Uh, it's just experimental. Okay. Uh, Brian Co. Um, so we don't, I, I mean, I don't know. Is, is he the first one that's plugged a, a Facebook? I think he's the first one that's had a full plug of like, as in yeah. numbers. Yeah. Like I know a lot of like our home. Well, actually Dave has a uh, Facebook. We talked about it, but um, remember. he actually has a website. It's- so, I mean, you're, you're, you're on the way to being legit um, because you're getting that web presence out there. You're getting that website yeah. the, out there. The Facebook is really just, the uh, Instagram just feeding yeah. over. That's how we. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you're Thanks. you're basically doing the same thing as us on Instagram. It's just yeah. I mean, we do Instagram Facebook Live. Over. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. once. Yeah. Whoever doesn't have an Instagram has most people have a Facebook. Yeah. It's for all your older relatives. You can say it. <laughs> um, you got it. So follow Harry. Um, I mean, he, he, obviously, we talked about he's looking for uh, a spot to start brewing in like as a Pico. Um, so follow him on his website, sign up for his website. Yeah. Um, follow his journey. Yeah. For I sure. mean, if anything, it's good. Like if you're just getting into craft beer, this is going to be an interesting read for you. Just like the recipes alone. Yeah. He's a, he goes along with his name. It's very experimental. And, uh, ah, you brought it up. <laughs> and, uh, and Hansel so hot right now. Hansel. <laughs> He is. We we made that drop just for you. Yeah, I just want, I want you to know that wasn't we made on the that board. What, like five ten minutes before we started yeah. this. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm like we're gonna be late. We're making drops he, for you right now. Yeah, he, he <laughs> might be the the hottest home brewer on Instagram right now. I don't I don't know. I would At say I would feet. say in our circle, yeah. yes. Like we it, we've just been seeing like from people that we don't really talk to that much, just posting about it. And then yeah. the people that we do talk to on Instagram posting about it, that we just, we had to have you on, we had to have you discuss yeah, it absolutely. and we appreciate you coming on and just giving us an inside look at experimental. It's been, it's been quite a journey. Yeah. Is there, is there anything else you want to, is there anything else you want to plug? I mean, no, uh, that that's really it. Just, just follow my uh, journey and support. And if anybody wants beer, hit me up on Instagram and I'll uh, try to ship you out some beer. But seriously, thank you. Thank you for having me on here. (laughs) Yeah, man, we appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, You know, I, I myself, you know, really love what, uh, what you're doing and, and going kind of outside the box on things. Um, Dan, you got any, any plugs for us? Um, I guess I'll do our plugs. You want me to want me to close this out? Yeah, yeah, close it out. We'll close it out, guys. Um, again, you know, if you're listening to this, we can't say it enough. Subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Uh, reviewing helps us to rise up in those rankings and those algorithms. The algorithm. The algorithms. <laughs> Who's this Al? <laughs> Who's this algorithm here? Uh, but yeah, just you know, help us show up better in searches. When people are looking for craft beer podcasts, we want to show up. Tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, we're doing this so we could just get out there and just have fun with it. Um, social media, Instagram and Facebook are at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P O D. Drop it. I love your POD references there. It's so good. Um, <laughs> email 
best best friends pod. If you want to find out about any, or if you find out about something you want to tell us about, just like, yo, throw it on the podcast, like something new in craft beer. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, if you have something about craft beer that you want to talk about, are you a home brewer? Do you do, are you ex beer mental as well? Um, Yo, come on the podcast. It's best best friends P O D at gmail.com. That's at best best friends P O D. Awesome. I was gonna do my plugs for my band, but I mean, we're not doing anything. Like band local bands aren't doing anything right now. <laughs> well, you got stuff in the works. Yeah, we got stuff in the works. We got uh We've got a new album coming out. All right. So I'll, I'll do my plugs. I'll do my plugs because Nick, <laughs> Nick will bitch if he listens to this, which he won't because he's, <laughs> he's a Scientologist bastard. Yeah. He's not gonna listen to this. All right. So my band Grayson, um, our entire catalog is streaming on Spotify and Apple music. Grayson, like Dick Grayson, like Robin, um, check out our debut EP young professionals. Um, put out in 2013. It was great. Uh, we have a single out right now on bridal enthusiasm, uh, social media. Instagram is at Grayson underscore PA. Facebook. Donald Trump, don't trust, don't trust, don't trust, don't trust, no. don't trust, don't trust, don't trust, oh, no. don't trust. I was just trying to, just, just so everyone knows. Donald Trump, don't trust China. China is asshole. There we go. I was just oh. trying to do my band packs, man. Yeah. Man. What do you think you are? That's a better one. Yeah. I, was, I was hoping that one's there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're about to go into the studio. We've got some artwork coming out. So follow us. Instagram is at Grayson underscore PA. Facebook is at Grayson PA because they don't allow underscores. Yeah. And here's a clip of Grayson. Damn, rest in peace to my nigga, Bill. Goes out to my, <laughs> that was one we did in homage to my friend, uh, Bill. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's all I got, man. Yeah. I mean, shout out to, to Grayson. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that's it uh, for this episode. Uh, Harry, experimental. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, keep doing. Uh, keep doing. Uh, you know, uh, your thing with the, with yeah. the interesting beers. I'll, uh, uh, keep them. Delicious. I'll send you. I'll send you some more, and then maybe we'll talk about it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel Anytime. like this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't have any uh, sounds for that. Oh, that was somebody after they did an elbow drop on a microwave. Uh, so <laughs> just for reference. All right. Uh, so we're going to get out of here. Uh, and just so you know. Uh, remember that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Dan, I love you. Always have. It's so good being back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> best, best friends podcast in the world. Episode 21. That's it. We out. See you. Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some video. Uh, 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 uh,
superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Clang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalayette. A cluggalayette. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's all for me. Best best friends pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan. How could you go wrong? So many pods up there were influenced for me. Epstein is still alive and listens to best best friends pod.